do it. The Clash on the Clone Cast. That's good stuff. Did you know that's a cover? No. I found I that out today that. when I was downloading. I almost used the original, but I was like, nah, we need a little, something a little heavier. Yeah. Something to get it going. I was the going. Clash, the Clash is that one band that I remember trying to get into them, but I got tried to get into them too soon. Yeah. I listened to the entire London Calling album and was like, no, this isn't for me. Yeah. But I was like 19. I got the Essential Clash in my early 20s and I was like, this is good, but I never got into like full albums. Yeah, but then once <laughs> I crossed like 30, I listened to them and I was like, what the fuck have I been doing? Yeah. This is fantastic. Oh, little train in vain. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't understand how they're considered punk, to be honest. Yeah, I know. A lot like train in vain, rock the casbah, um, should I stay or should I go? They're uh, like they're like big hits are very far away from pop. Yeah, they're like pop rock. Yeah. It's like Beatles shit, man. But they like they are the ones they were my gateway drug into like new wave. Like they are the ones that got me into like Elvis Costello. Are you a Joy Division fan? Uh not deep Joy Division fan, but they got one or two songs that I really enjoy. How about Depeche Mode. Yeah. Same thing. Duran Duran. No, like Joe Jackson and uh uh Elvis Costello. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of synth new wave. Yeah, so I guess they're slightly different. Not as much synth than Elvis Costello. Oh, Oliver's Army. That is a tasty treat. We'll have to use that one of these episodes. <laughs> oh, but it's got naughty words. We just gotta <laughs> wait. We just gotta wait for a Jedi named Oliver, and that'll really set us up. The Big O. <laughs> I hope we get a Big O. That'd be cool. Call him the Big O. That'd be dope, wouldn't it? I had a cat named Oliver. Remember Oliver and Company? Oh, yeah. That was a great movie. Yeah. Oh, man. That had that Billy Joel song, Why Should I Worry? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Why can't Billy Joel write all of his songs like that? <laughs> Billy Joel's the most hit or miss guy for me ever. No shit. Ever. Every once in a while, I'll get a song on like Sirius or something that comes on, and it's like, who the fuck is singing this? And I'll look, and it's Billy Joel. Yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. This at is his, a good song. At his best, he's like Elton John. Yeah. At his worst, for me, he's Huey Lewis. Like, yeah. You like Huey Lewis. I love though. Huey Lewis. I hate the fucking oh, Lewis. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Ugh. Oh, no, that's a Billy Joel song. I know. Huey Lewis I song. don't like it. You don't like scenes from no. an Italian restaurant? I do not. Bottle of red? No. Bottle of white? No. All I depends. also know what was the other one. Um, All depends on your appetite. Oh God. <laughs> what's the one? Miami. Uh, Miami. What's that one? Miami twenty. No, that's you're thinking a uh, uh, New York State of Mind. Well, there's New York's, but he's also I, got a Miami song. I'm joking. You're I don't like New York State of Mind that. either. I don't like that song. I don't know the Miami one. Okay. Uh, one that did grow on me, though, in the last year was My Life. My Life's good. Yeah. The bridge started to get to me, and I was like, okay, I like yeah, this yeah. now. I still recall. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we're off there topic. Is, there is a... <laughs> I got... A, once I bought the new car, the new used car, I got a free trial for Sirius, 
And I found a Yacht Rock station on Sirius, yeah. and I've like plugged that in right away. <laughs> that is that is my favorite genre. How um, long do you have the uh, Sirius for? It's supposed to be expired by now, but it's still operational, so I don't know. I'll yeah, I don't think they're running that. a tight ship over but, at Sirius. <laughs> but the Yacht Rock station, it like it like for whatever reason they got rid of it like yeah. a couple of months ago. But since then, like two or three other stations have just like filtered through that preset for me. In one of which was like a all Billy Joel channel. He's <laughs> it was not very yacht strange. Rock. No, that's what I'm saying. Like they got rid of the Yacht Rock station, uh-huh. but because that was preset in my Sirius, oh, they okay. just filled it in with an all Billy Joel all the oh, time. Oh, so they use actual like numbers. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I've never had the Sirius satellite yeah. radio. Um, here I'll say, I'll name a Billy Joel song. You tell me. Oh God. One to ten. Okay. Okay. Let's do this. We'll do four. I'll give you two. You give me two. All okay. right. For the longest time. Well, it depends on the mood, but if I'm in the right state of mind, all things considered, that's a nine. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. All right, your turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Allentown, seven point five. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Don't dig it. Yeah, and just right away the you know when I hear that it is it is very catchy. It is catchy. I just if don't I dig it. If I hear Allentown, I'm singing yeah. that in my head for the next like two days. I I like the horn at the start. Yeah, like I. But that just but makes the, me want to play the with intro, trains. The intro, it's the horn and then the bump, 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 bump. And then it like kicks yeah. it off. I don't know why. It just doesn't do a ton. It is catchy. Yeah. I'll give it that. All right. Um, we didn't start the fire. Ooh, that's like a four. That is grating. You don't like that song? No. That's God, a ten, no. That's a 10 for oh, me. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh. What are you giving What are you giving scenes from an Italian restaurant then? Like a seven? Get the fuck out of here. What? I don't like it. That is way better. Then we didn't start the fire. If he called it scenes from Olive Garden, I might like it a little more. Oh, get the fuck. Oh, everybody likes Olive Garden. <laughs> well, he is vague enough. Your he, turn. Yeah. He could be talking about Olive Garden. Give me another one. I'll do it for you. River of Dreams, 9.5. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move on from Billy Joel. This is not a Billy no, Joel uh, podcast. Uh, uh, only the good die young. <sighs> That's another mood one. I'm going to say 8.5 to 9 varies. If you're in the mood, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Piano Man, maybe the most overrated song of all time. If you didn't hear it five billion times, it I might know. be a nine. But if you've heard it, now it's down to like a 7.5. That's I don't know what what was the genesis of this, but when I worked at the Greek restaurant doing weddings, it was like every fucking wedding they would yeah. play Piano Man and it was like tradition. Is that, that one of the end of the night songs? Yes. Yeah. And I like I don't know what I missed, but it's like apparently a tradition for dudes to like put their arms around each other's shoulders and all pull their pants down. What? Like during that song. Why? It happened almost every wedding. Like Why? not they would keep their boxers on, but it was like almost every wedding when once Piano Man came on, dudes would form a circle put their arms around each other, and, like, pull their pants down around their ankles. So they'd be in their boxers. I remember a very strange tradition at a few weddings I went to. I think it might have just been this family, because I went to a few other family members' weddings. Um, Honky Tonk Woman, Woman, Women by uh, Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. They had, like, a unique dance that they would do to it. Oh, really? Yeah, where they would all turn around and get down on all fours, and then they would pick their right leg up and just kick it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I got into it. <laughs> 
Shout out to my a good friend Colleen from high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, welcome to the Clone Cast. Oh, welcome to the Clone Cast. This is a show where we rate and review. Why do I say the rate? We do rate and review it. We do rate. It's and primarily review. reviewing it. Yeah. We're watching the Clone Wars in chronological order. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm Adam. Yep. So what we do is we do 24 minutes. 20 to oh, man, I'm having a night. 20 to 40 minutes of bullshit, <laughs> which may or may not include Billy Joel chat. Dad, you got Billy Joel chat tonight. <laughs> Wasn't planning on it. How do we even get started I on that? I have no idea. Oh. How do we get started recall. on anything? I don't know. Um, but yeah, we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. We got a couple segments that we do in the early going, but then we get right into that get episode. Right in there. And we review it. Play little clips from it. We riff off it. We laugh. We cry. We <laughs> cried a lot a few episodes ago. Oh, my lady. Oh, oh we have a good time. Oh, we get by. <laughs> we get by. And this is the Star Wars podcast of record, by the way. <laughs> You're putting it out there again. Uh, no, I, I feel strongly in this podcast. We got some diehards. I'm a fan. We got some diehards. Yeah. Diehards can't be wrong. If you have diehards, you're doing something right. <laughs> yes. Fuck you. Uh, what's a popular one? Star Wars Minute. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Star Wars Minute. What's, what's the premise of that again? Uh, they watch the entire Star Wars saga one minute at a time. And, and they do a, a full episode it. on the minute that they watched. Yes. Full episode, which I, last time I listened to them, they were averaging like 20 to 35 minutes, which, got to say, that's that's a very digestible episode. I got to tell you something. I think we could do longer on a minute of Star Wars than they can. Oh, we absolutely could. We should try that. Doesn't mean that it's a good idea. No, <laughs> but we should try the Clone Cast presents Star Wars Minute. <laughs> If we ever do a Patreon, that could be a bonus episode where we just completely just take their idea. Are they are they with Spotify now? Because we would get so sued. We'll just call it something else. All right. We'll call it the Uno Minuto. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. I could do I could go for an hour on a minute of Star Wars. Oh, we Especially have... if you get a guy in the background that just does like a side eye or something. We could build a whole backstory for I am fully confident in our ability to just talk endlessly about any mundane bullshit. We like the sound of our own voice. (laughs) That we do. We dig. Now, we were mentioning, uh, now Ahsoka, the Black Lab doggy, um, she was really hyped before this record, just jumping (laughs) up on me, and I was just like, oh, this isn't good. But you're like, you know, she usually just, as soon as we start talking, she just chills right out. And sure enough. The music hit, and I Plopped started going. Right da, 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 da. She plops down right there. She's just laying there. She's taking a little nap now. Yeah. What a great dog! She's the best. She really is great. I love when, it, like, whenever we're recording, every once in a while, she'll get up in the middle of it, and she does. She does that thing that I love when dogs do, where like I'll be sitting with my hands kind of in my lap, and she'll just push her nose like right in, in there, my yeah. wrist, to be like, "Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, you my head." You give her a little pet, and then she just goes lazy yeah. down again. She's very interesting. The best, little, yeah. She's getting a little husky. Oh, yeah. Didn't you say you're putting her on Yeah, I'm trying to cut back. I'm not giving her scraps and stuff anymore, and I'm giving her less milk bones. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, she got to drop a few pounds. <laughs> I mean, she was pretty skinny when I got her. You know, yeah, shelter yeah. dog. and so. But she bulked up. She got healthy weight, and then she just kept going. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Um, we just recorded last night. We did. But I think we got enough here, and we got some more of these letters coming in. Yeah, we what did. do you want to do first? We got two segments that we got to get out of the way. Well, let's do listener appreciation, and then let's get to our segments. How about that? Yeah. Let's okay. Do that. Let's do listener appreciation. It's only because I'm so in love. 
No. Okay, it's only 12 no, minutes in and we're already in so listener no. appreciation. Uh-huh. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a record. It is a record. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. Alrighty. Okay, right off the bat on listener appreciation, I got a special shout out. <laughs> Now, this particular clone Casanova is in the on-deck circle, but having a rough day, so I said I'd do something special. Uh, so we're going to give a big shout-out to Mo, who is at Gin My Stardust on Twitter. Uh, Mo has been really showing us something on Twitter the last <laughs> couple weeks. Moe's really, uh, really climbing the ranks of the clone Casanovas. Nipping at the heels of old Joshua as he lays in a pit, <laughs> slowly bleeding out, and we've replaced him with the ilk. <laughs> the clone Castanova graveyard. Yeah, but, um, yeah, Jin was in a, sh- well, not Jin, Mo, but I always, the, the, the avatar is Jinner, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. I'm always just like, Jin, it's Jin's checking in. No, but it's Mo, uh, just having a bit of a shit day, so special shout out. We really appreciate you listening and it's awesome that you've been interacting so much with us. It gives me life. Yes. It really does. It really does. It like anytime yeah. that we are having a shit day, the interaction like turns it around for us. Oh, so, yeah. Thank all you. the clone Casanovas. Absolute legend. So, big shout out to uh Jin and uh Borgullet. Um one with the force. That's not the one Damn. I wanted to hit. <laughs> Let's just forget it. Uh Borgullet wants you to cheer up. Book up. Book up. All right. Okay, here we go. All right, on with the standard listener appreciation. The Holy Trinity. Hello there. The angel from my nightmare. The shadow in the background of the, the morgue. Why, that would be depressed Kenobi. The Athorian Historian. The president of Norway. The one. The only. The first. You'll. You'll know. The diplomat. The diplomat. The diplomat. The architect of yeah. the Nordic body. We, we need to have like a G20 summit of all the uh, international <laughs> international clone Castanovas. You know? We would just solve all of the world's problems yeah. if it was just us in charge. Yeah. Yeah. We would. We would solve a lot. You know, a lot of these politicians could learn something from watching the Clone Wars. They really could. They could see how bald-faced idiots, you know, just the bald-faced lies that they that we see. Yeah. Well, we see you. Oh, this episode especially. All of a sudden, you turn around and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, this is the fugitive episode mixed with, like, the Epstein trial. Oh. Um, the Epstein trial that didn't happen because he killed himself. I'm using the quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. unquote. All right. Alrighty then. Uh, okay, Eliza, aka my, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. One of my favorite things to do, our conspiracy friend. One of my absolute the joys in my life is looking at him and as sincerely as possible, telling him, "No, I think Epstein killed himself." <laughs> yeah, like, I do. I don't think he killed himself, but yeah, saying to him, him in the face, like. No, I don't think there's anything more to it than that. He was in prison and he hung himself. And just watching him like short circuit, it's it's, it's yeah. joyful. Uh, have you been watching the Ghislaine trial at all? No, but I've been Keeping listening up on to a QAnon, and they're doing like a 
the QAnon Anonymous podcast. QAnon Anonymous. Yeah. That's a good pod. It's really good. Yeah. Bryce and Liz. Oh, that's True Anon. Or True Anon. True yeah. Anon. There's True Anon. There's QAnon Anonymous. Um, I haven't listened to QAnon neither Anonymous. Neither of those podcasts need our promotion. They're both making probably like 50K a month. Yeah, um, but they both of them are great. So Yeah, they're very informative. Yeah. Yeah. QAnon. Yeah. There's QAnon Anonymous and then... True Anon. I listen to QAnon Anonymous. I occasionally listen to True Anon. Um, I've been listening to True Anon more and more. And True Anon is doing a They're day. like literally in New York for the they trial, right? They are attending right? the trial and doing a day-by-day. <laughs> day. Oh, man. All righty. Yeah. No, that'd be a good podcast to check out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All righty. Uh, where are we here? Ah, yes. Eliza, a.k.a. Drop of Magic on Twitter. Sorry for interrupting, Eliza. Oh, it's all good. Uh, Jelly, you are a bold one, the official artisan of the pod. Like to paint, like to draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back, Jelly. All right. Celine in Perry, the Parisian princess. Jules at El Davio, the royal subject. Yeah. Liv, a.k.a. Darth Clink, Liv is gatekeeping me still. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I'm fucking. Liv is not. Liv is actually, the official gatekeeper of the pod. Not actually gatekeeping, but that's hey, that'd be fun. Yeah. Let us know, Liv. Do you want to be Darth Clink, the official gatekeeper of the pod? Yeah. Tell us what we can and cannot get into. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I dig. I test. But they dig. They, they test. Alrighty. We got an official retweeter of the pod. Did you know that? Oh, oh you ain't ain't ready. Let's check in with the rural farm boy. Traveling through hyperspace in like dusted crops, boy. Dot, 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 yada, dot, dot. Yes, rural farm boy. The legend. The absolute Star Wars Twitter legend. Yada, dot, yada, dot, yada, dot. All right, the four horsemen of the email apocalypse Noah, Blight, Wade, Death, Stephen, Big Feast Mode on the Famine Man, <laughs> and Joshua. Joshua got iced in battle, so we got the Eelk, the new Archangel of War. Joshua went down in battle, and Eelk just jumped right on that horse. Eelk is riding an elk into battle. I love the Eelk. All righty here. Oh, man. And, of course, on Twitter, we got Isaac. I don't get it. I don't get it. Hey, Isaac. I don't get it. I just give a new sound effect all the time. It's fun. All right. We also are members of the Padawans Podcast Network. Ugh. I am just stumbling. Padawans Podcasting Network. Yeah, I'm stumbling it's all over. Mo- Why am I stumbling so much tonight? Well, you're drinking a beer again. I'm drinking a Mick Ultra. <laughs> I know. This, I, I should probably just drink water. Uh, okay, Wayfinder Pod at Wayfinder Pod. Check out uh, the podcast I do with Ty from Wayfinder Pod, uh, Halo Lorecast. Apparently, it doesn't need help on downloads. <laughs> People like, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's getting downloads. That's We're just awesome. kind of like, what? I don't, I, I don't think the Halo podcasting market's as saturated. Okay, yeah. You know, possibly. That would make sense. Yeah, uh, from a certain point of skew, at F-A-C-P-A-P-O-D, the president of the Padawans Podcast Network, Matt. <laughs> Matt's an editing king. The clip master. The, <laughs> the clip master. I like that. The Jar Jar Thanks pod at Jar Jar Thanks. Laura, Michaela, and Jess. Hey, Michaela, my online girlfriend. <laughs> Vader's thoughts at Vader. Thanks. Most things Kenobi at MTK underscore podcast. And then, of course, we got the new on deck circle. These are people that are up to bat. So somebody falls off and fall off in battle like Joshua. Take, you know, take an arrow to the yep. knee, you know. They, 
Uh, we got Daryl. We got Sam Porg. We got Mo, as mentioned before. We got Twin Sons. We got Sarah Palpatine. We got them all. Magna Tolvin. Jocasta. Yeah. Jocasta. Jocasta. Yeah. Jocasta Nudes? Yeah. I'm Jocasta Nudes. No, 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 no. Uh, Jocasta. Oh, Zet Jocasta. Zet Jocasta. Yes. He's got Zet. The, I believe Zet is, uh, his avatar is Zet. Well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's him, but his avatar, the Zet avatar, yes. is that is Lucas's. That's kid? George Lucas's son, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yep. I think his actual name is Jet in real life, Jetster Dexter Dexter Jetster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what he was going with. I think we did a whole thing on that where yeah, we, we think did. he's running a diner somewhere in <laughs> Hollywood Hills. <clears throat> okay, like I'm thinking of a number uh, one or two. Pick one. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. Here we go. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> Perhaps the archives are incomplete. Yada-da, yada-da. Don't watch your credits. Watch your health. Okay, collectible corner. Um, I will say, after you left during Armada Night, Noah admitted to me how jealous he is of the Athorian historian. Wait, wait. Ex- expound <laughs> on this. Expound on this a little bit. So you came over the other night to Noah's yes. for uh, a round of Armada, but uh-huh. you had Thanksgiving at your mom's, so, so you had yeah. to I get over there. I just stopped in. I gave a hearty hello. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Noah's roommate, Cole. It's a good guy, Cole. Who's also Wade's brother. Yeah. Um, it's a whole fa- it's a clone Casanova a family, family affair. affair over there. Um but yeah, so uh Cole Noah was describing to Cole like kind of the the community that we have formed. Is Cole gonna listen? I think so. He said that he's he has a hard time listening to podcasts because he works construction uh, and he has horrible ADHD. So he was like, if I start listening to podcasts, I can't focus on what I'm actually doing. Well, if he if you want to just drown out and just kind of monotonously Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Depends on the construction work he's doing, but but anyway, Noah was like he was like trying to describe the Authorian historian and he was like, I'm very jealous of the man. He was like, Everything that guy does is fucking hilarious. <laughs> he's the super fan. He is. It's best not to compete with the Authorian no. historian and just embrace the Authorian. No, that's historian. why it's a community. It's yeah. not a competition. There's no competition. No. Yeah. Although we like Depress Kenobi the most. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. Yes. Depress Kenobi is the first one that just stands out to oh, me. Oh, absolutely. I was like, I got this Depress Kenobi I was on watching. I was watching Discord today, and I, was, I had the thought, like, what would we do without Depress Kenobi? Oh, man. Depress Kenobi got us through the dark days. <laughs> really did. Yeah. D- like, I think this Depress Kenobi's listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. And also, Stephen. Stephen was the first yeah. email. Yep. Stephen was the first email, which we were just blown Blew away. Blew our minds. Yeah. So, shout Stephen and Depressed Kenobi will always have like a special little place in the cockles yep. of our heart. But no, it's uh, it's all love for everybody. It's equal love. It's like a parent with their children. Only we're the children, and you're all the parents. Uh, but we all, you don't, you don't love anyone, anyone more no. or less. It's just a different kind of love for different people. Yeah. Like Noah likes to troll me sometimes. <laughs> So it's like a... That, and I love to watch Noah troll you sometimes. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I mean, but we all have unique relationships, but it's a community, baby. <laughs> yeah. And the uniqueness brings us all together. Now, the Athorian historian, the man drinks a lot of whiskey. <laughs> he smokes a lot of weed. <laughs> Playing Halo with him. You can just, you can just hear him like hitting the bong. <laughs> like in between every round, I'm like, sir. 
God, I wish I played <laughs> Halo. Ah, get in on it. No, I don't got an Xbox. No, you got to get one. I've never been an Xbox guy. Well, you I are did now. St- I did start playing Fallen Order the other night. Ooh. Oh. Well, we'll talk about that when we get yeah, a little yeah. further in. Maybe I should jump in on that as well. Um, yeah, but but Collectible Corner, uh, the Athorian Historian, is that's a, he made that for us. Yep. Yeah. It was a hell of an intro. It is. It was a hell of an intro. Um, so, yeah, I did pick up the ATSD from The Mandalorian, the Lego set. It is a cool set. It is. Uh, and it's only a $40 set. And the reason I got it, though, mainly, I do like the ATSD. I think that would be a fun build. But the reason I did get it was because of the Cara Dune yeah. minifig. Now, I'm no, I'm no Gina Carano stan, <laughs> but it's a unique minifig, and it's the only one that's made. And I, I don't know, just a you know, shot in the dark, I don't think they're making any more. Um, and that set's going to get retired soon, so I picked it up. Yeah. Well, and I also bought like, a $20 Darksaber that's a total piece of shit. I do think like anything with Gina Carano on it is like skyrocketing yeah. in value. Like I was at Hot Comics the other day, and how much was that Black Series figure going for? It was like Probably over, 100 bucks. It was over 100 bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. But they're not producing anymore, and that character is definitely not making the rounds again. Yeah. So It's very unfortunate. The way that they were setting her up... Like she's from Alderaan. Yeah, I mean they're gonna like, do Rangers of the New Republic yeah. too. That was that would have been a cool it series. Been great. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think we might be hearing from her a little bit later. Oh yeah, actually in okay. the next segment. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, my little collectible corner there. So I ran over to uh, Source Comics and Games and uh, checked them out. They have these like little. I sent you the picture. Yeah, these yeah. little mini black series. I've seen those at very uh, strange. I've seen those at Nerd and Out before. They're they not. They're not great. No, they suck. They look terrible. They're too small. The, they're too small, and the paint quality on them just is yeah. terrible. They it, look yeah. horrible. Yeah, the Luke one looked okay. It was Luke from the Last Jedi. I almost got it just because it looked okay, and I do kind of want like a Luke Black series mm-hmm. of that ilk. Um, but it was. I don't know. I just couldn't justify it. Yeah, they're only ten bucks. There was like a whole clearance section of Star Wars stuff that they got all for ten bucks. Um. So there's some stuff there. Yeah. Any other Black Series? They, I did not see a single. Those are the only Black Series at all that I saw there. Every time I've, Source does not have Black Series. I was going to say, every time I've been to the Source, I have not seen Black Series. I've seen, like, older... Yeah, they have, like, they have like a lot of the Phantom Menace original yep. Hasbro toys. They have a lot of the Power of the Force toys. Yeah. But they overpriced the shit out of them as well. They do, yeah. Like I remember, I bought, uh, I bought some there, and this is like right they when were we selling, started. They were selling Co Bibble for like forty five bucks. Yeah, and you got them for like what twelve? Yeah, yeah. No, I bought a couple there for like fifteen bucks, um, and I was like, oh, it's not fifteen bucks, whatever. But then I go to like Hot Comics or any of the other collectible stores that we've gotten into. And they're like half the price. Yeah, I think I I just picked up a Adigalia figure that was five bucks from Nerdin' Out. Oh, it's like twenty five there. I remember looking at it at the source, and it was like at least twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah, I saw it there today. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know, it's a very large, it's a cool place. It's it a really cool place, it but it's de- just it's definitely more geared towards gaming and comics than it is collectibles. Yes, I mean they have a fair share of. They they have collectibles, but it's um it there's a hell of a lot of comics. There's a gaming area for people. They have like tournaments and magic yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff, and I'm sure they got like I board do. game night and stuff. Since we've started getting in more and more to like collectibles as we're decorating the studio, like I've realized that collectible stores there's like a ratio. Like, yeah, I, I imagine a pie chart of all of them, and it's like <laughs> everyone has uh, cards. 
games, uh, collectibles, and comics. Sure. And like the the size of that piece of pie is like shifts depending on each store that you go to. Yeah. Like Cedar Cliff, that. The piece of the pie that's collectibles, that's off the charts. Their comics section is an insult. Yes, it is. Not I, I'm like I don't expect them to have a ton of comics, but he just like he like throws th- just like in <laughs> yeah. the middle of the store. Yeah, I think he might even like pee on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just like this corner where it's just like shit is just yeah. shoved there. Cedar Cliff guy, fucking rules. God, but I love that guy. Not an organized man. No, I don't think he's an organized man. I'm sure in his head it's organized. Yeah, because certain people, you know, can he's, work in certain ways. He's the type of guy that I imagine has a system yes. that he understands. Yeah, that he's got up in his head. Yeah, yeah, levels, Barry, <laughs> levels. Okay, do you have anything for Collectible Corner? Uh, well, I, yesterday I on the way over here I stopped by Hot Comics mm-hmm. and they didn't have much for new Black Series figures but i did see a death trooper oh uh, yeah, yeah seemed to be opened but it was only 20 bucks so and i always thought like in rogue one that death trooper they introduced that new like stormtrooper character and i thought yeah. it was really cool so it's like fuck it it's 20 bucks but then i looked in they had like the case where they have the more highly this priced the, things the richfield one right yes okay uh and i spotted a dengar which oh, yes. i'm trying to close out my uh bounty hunter black series this guy and uh they had a commander fox yeah that one's really good and so in both of, like the boxes were like pristine so yeah i ended up dropping i think those it, were like and especially with where we're at right now in the show if you see a commander but fox you get a commander that's the fox. thing that made me bring it up is yeah that was before we watched this episode mm-hmm. and i thought like do i really need this and i was like that's yeah, commander it. fox gear wise is like probably the coolest clone trooper I, and i told i was yeah, like, i think he actually gives like rex a run for his the money. way that i talked myself into it i was like i'm probably never gonna see this in the wild again so fuck yeah. it i'll get it and then i'm so happy i did because we watched the episode together last night yeah and the second fox showed up on screen i was like holy shit and i like so you literally forgot that he was in this yes episode? Oh, okay um yeah i mean i got the mandalorian starfighter just because of the arc we just watched yeah and also, I did. I've always wanted the Bo-Katan minifig, yeah. but uh, yeah, we watched that arc, and I was like, "Well, I, I got to get the Mandalorian yeah. starfighter now. It's, it's in honor of the Duchess, you know. I gotta, I gotta remember her where I can." God, I miss her. Did you get tickets to LA? Are you going? No, I'm not. <laughs> I was just hoping that she'd see it and say something because I really, <laughs> I reached out to. I literally went on like the voice acting site that she's uh, represented by and i sent so, in a form to people that aren't following us on twitter you're talking about you anna saw, graves yes anna, anna graves, graves who voices the duchess um but yeah i went on the site she's doing an event in la yeah she's doing an event in la and it's like a con of some kind she's going to be there and like promoted it so i quote tweeted it but um i literally went on you know she's represented by some agency and i went on their website and i filled out a form like requesting to hire her for like a line because I wanted her to have a line for the hundredth episode and they never got back to me. So then I tried uh just messaging her on like Instagram and Twitter. I don't think she has I don't think she pays attention to him. Oh sure. So I was hoping maybe the quote sheet, but I was hoping to have it I, we were at like episode ninety eight when I filled that form out. I was hoping to get her for the hundredth episode. Yeah. God, that would have been amazing. It sucks that we both have day jobs because there's so many times where like <laughs> I'll realize like holy fuck like next week is our hundredth episode. We yeah. should probably do something special for yeah. it, and then like nothing. I have no time to do. Well, anything. the Clone Castanovas really bailed us out on that. They one. really did for the hundredth. Yeah, yeah. I made a fun little video. Oh yeah, it was fun. It was a good it's one. Good stuff. 
Okay. Uh, anything else for Collective Corner? I can't think of anything. All right. Fair enough. You know what else is fun? This new segment we've been working on. Come on. The Clone Cast presents Letters to Santa. St. Nicholas. Okay, so Letters to I Santa. I love the fact that last night you told me... I think that's my favorite Christmas song, and I've never heard it before you played it for You've me. You've never heard Jolly Old St. Nicholas? Well, I've heard it, like, but never to this The Ray Conniff. The Ray Conniff singers. Yes. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. The only problem with it, it's only a minute and 45 seconds long. <laughs> Should be longer. Okay, so we got uh, some four letters from uh, letters for Santa. I'm Santa's helper, Elf. You're the you're, you're Buddy the Elf. I'm the standard Elf. Yeah. Yeah, you're the tall Elf. <laughs> the um, one that has to duck in the shower. Yeah, remember Clonecast and Novas. You can always send these into us at clonecastpod at gmail.com. If you're interested, we're going to be doing this shit all month because I really like this. <laughs> But I didn't write these, I swear. I didn't write these. No, they were sent uh, in to us. Here's one for you, Adam. Why don't you, why don't you get us kicked right. off here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pod this down a little bit so we can hear you a little better, right? All right. You go ahead. Dear Santa. Okay. Misa, so, so excited for the Mui Mui celebration. Isa coming up for Christmas. So Isa wondering if Usa could bring Misa a cool new set of Gungan formals for Misa parties. <laughs> Thanks, a Santa boy. <laughs> Sincerely, Jar Jar Binks. Yes. Okay. Thanks, Jar Jar. Thanks yeah. for checking in. I didn't know you were going to go with the full impression. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mentioned we might be hearing from her, so uh, we got one here. Um, says, "Dear Santa, help! I have been canceled by the libs." <laughs> All I did was imply that conservatives in America are treated like Jews in Nazi Germany, continuously make baseless claims that the 2020 election was rigged, mocked mask mandates in the midst of a global pandemic, and generally put on a stale and completely forgettable performance during my time on The Mandalorian. <laughs> How is me being let go fair? Now I am stuck on the set of a Daily Wire production and Ben Shapiro keeps dropping in and staring at my feet. <laughs> Another one of my co-stars also told me to stay in the kitchen. Who would ever thought the guy that played Hercules could be so rude? Please help me, Santa. G. Carano. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. It is still insane to me that she jumped in Ben Shapiro's lap so quickly. It's hilarious. All right, here you go. Here's another one for you. Oh, boy. Dear Santa, enough of listening to these whiners. I got some real problems that require a true Christmas miracle. I am 50 years old, and I can't even talk. Luckily, I can write. But the dumb-ass Mandalorian that is holding me hostage always takes away any object I am able to get my hands on. So communication is at a minimum when he is around. Luckily, he left me with some pit droids, so I have a moment to get this letter out to you. To top it off... This asshole never takes his helmet off. Ever. How does he eat? I am so confused. One day, he actually took his helmet off, and it was the Martell guy from Game of Thrones. (laughs) Didn't the mountain crush his face, though? How did he end up here? What, what, What hell world am I living in? Please save me, Santa. G. Rogu. <laughs> G. Rogu. Good to hear from you, G. Rogu. <laughs> we'll make sure to relay your message to Santa. All right. 
Okay, we got one more. We got one more here. Dear Santa, I think I have made a big mistake. Seven years ago, I sold my beloved production company for billions of dollars, but now I am getting bored. I find myself going into the attic on a daily basis and putting on my old Papanoida Pantoran costume and admiring myself in the mirror. <laughs> I am even considering going to one of those dreadful comic cons to show it off. I don't know what to do with my time. Maybe I could call up Dee Filoni or Jay Favreau and go to the set for a few days. Work my way back into the picture? Help me, Santa Claus. You're my only hope. G. Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, Georgie Porgy. There you go. So we'll relay those to Santa. I love this segment. It's the best <laughs> segment of all time. I'm going to have to fucking... I mean, we're going to have to figure out something for Valentine's. This is going to be a new thing. Whatever holiday's coming up, it's going to be a new thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. <laughs> I d we should just do a letter segment. You know? This is like a Dear Abby type thing. Yeah. Or only it's for Santa. Yeah. We love you, Santa. So once maybe Christmas over, we'll just turn it into like a letter segment that we'll occasionally do. Yeah. I don't think I can do it every oh, single... Oh, God, no. I'm going to try to do it every episode, though. <laughs> Leading up to... I was going to skip it today, but then all of a sudden, you know, like, um, Santa, you know, came down and yeah. just said, hey, I got these uh, letters. Can you read through them for me? Leading up to December 25th, we're going to be doing it every episode. So. Oh, it's an exciting one. Okay, should we do the time warp? Yes. All right. Hey, look, it's Chibata Bread. Chibata Bread. I keep... Mesh we get it perfect every time, but then I have to. I'm gonna have to make sure we get it good this time. Because <laughs> when I line it up, sometimes it's just a little off. Yeah, and you got to be right on there. When we're doing it live, it's perfect yeah. every time. I, I don't think it's worth like editing for 20 minutes to make sure it's completely perfect, <laughs> but close enough. Okay, what do we got for an air date on this bad boy? The Jedi who knew too much aired February 16th. 2013. February 16th, 2013. Old Valentine's Day weekend there. Yeah. Or post-Valentine's Day. So that means Valentine's Day was on a Wednesday that week. Right in the middle of the week. Those busy... Oh, man. Now, do you think people celebrated? Do you think they went out on Friday night, got a babysitter for the kids, and went out Friday night? Or do you think they went for the Wednesday night? I'm assuming they would wait for the weekend, but Ooh, who knows? It's a busy one. If you're passionate enough, yeah. you can't wait for the weekend. Well, if you're passionate enough, I mean, you're probably going out to dinner every night. <laughs> right. You know, they're just they're always out on the town. OK, I don't these fictional couples we're talking about. <laughs> OK, so we got a new movie. It's still the fucking uh, song, but we'll get to I, Yeah, All right. I, we'll do the movie here in a second. But I, I just uh, I'm really going for the I want to get the K-pop crowd to join in on the oh, clone okay. cast because those people are fiercely loyal. Oh, yeah. So we got to get some K-pop stands to join up with the clone cast. So I'm going to start fusing clone cast with K-pop. <laughs> Now I found I found a BTS song that I think slaps. Okay. But I also found the kids Bob version of it. So uh the number one song in America on February sixteenth, two thousand thirteen was still Macklemore and Ryan Lewis Thrift, Thrift Shop, Shop. Which I told you I'm very tired of and I never want to hear it again. I loathe it. Um so here's uh here's Kids Bob BTS Dynamite. Great. I gotta get BTS on this. This is a great song. It's funky. I don't think I've listened to one BTS song. This is the only one I'll listen to. Right. There's another one like Butter, I think it's called. Okay. Something like Ooh, Butter. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know it. I, I Every once in a while there's a band Butter. where I'll hear one song and I think like this is the best song I've ever heard. Well, the great and thing. then I'll try to listen to the rest of their 
their album and it's yeah. like no there's I nothing think that's kind else of how it was. on here i mean i'm just kidding i love bts k-pop stands this is one of the best podcasts for k-pop stands a few years ago there was a, like a paramore song that i listened to that i was like this is fucking, ain't it fun this is fucking incredible was it ain't it fun I can't remember, but I like Living tried... in the real world. Ain't it fun? No, there's a different okay. one. But I tried listening to some other stuff and I was like, nope, that's not doing it for me. See, the great thing about this kids bop version, they have a full video of the kids like dancing and shit. It's hilarious. They got all these dance moves. <laughs> They're really getting into it. Got mad respect to uh, kids bop, too, for the diversity. Um, you know, they got a very diverse crew of kid dancer singers. It's just like a, a yeah. protest on Coruscant yeah, over there at the kids bop studios. It's a real melting pot. <laughs> The kids bop videos are what America should be. Yes. Everybody's happy, having a good time dancing and singing together. We're all different, but we're all one country. We got to unite together and really respect each other and learn about our differences and learn to accept our differences. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got to calm down. <laughs> the Pith Shopkeep. That's a gift that's going to give for a long time. If that didn't have like such pronounced background music, I would suggest including it into the intro. Yes. It's just, it's, yeah, the, you can't get past those yeah. strings. If we could isolate yeah. that, that would definitely yeah. go into the intro. I'll reach out to the Kinder Brothers. They did the music. <laughs> What's, I want to know what Aluto means. Aluto. There? there because he's pointing too hey she's up there yeah i have something like that okay we do have a new number one movie in the country though another one week one um this is i wouldn't even say it's a reboot it's a sequel that came very late okay uh to a very popular action series and one of the questions surrounding this action series is it a christmas movie oh so it's die hard yeah uh uh is it the first like new sequel. I'm losing in track a very of long them time? at this point. Is Justin Long in it? I don't think so. Okay, so then it's the second. I think it's sequel. the guy that plays Boomerang in Suicide Squad. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I think it's the second sequel. Then okay, it's called A Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I don't think that's a Christmas movie though, because it came out in February. Maybe it's a Valentine's Day movie. Well, the original Die Hard is indeed a Christmas movie. That's a big debate. Yeah. No, yeah. I I am completely on the side so of it th- being a it Christmas It takes movie. place during Christmas season. Yeah. And there's so some, you see Christmas decorations. There's Christmas decorations. There's some Christmas themes in it. Yeah. So it's a Christmas movie. Okay. It is. That's one movie. When's the last time you watched the original Die Hard? I don't know. It was like fifth grade. You should revisit it. It is... I heard it. Yeah, it's good. It it holds up. It is maybe the perfect movie. And it has Alan Rickman. Like, it is paced perfectly. It is... it. Uh, Bree's mom, who I think has fallen asleep in every single movie she's ever watched. Yeah. <laughs> we had Bree's mom and dad over last Christmas to... Like we're like, hey, come over. We'll we'll make dinner and we'll watch a movie. And Brie really wanted her dad to see Die Hard because mm-hmm. he had never seen it. I have never seen her more into a movie in my entire life. Seriously, Brie's mom. She was on the edge of her seat the entire time. <laughs> it was the greatest. Ugh. And I kept asking her questions. I was like, Are you are you into this? She's like, Oh my god, yes. Well, now that you've built that trust on the movie decisions, you gotta you gotta really fuck with her now. <laughs> Like, now, if you like Die Hard, you know what else you're going to like? And we're going to watch this together. We're going to watch it, too. And we're going to watch Last Action Hero. <laughs> jingle All the Way. Oh, we should do a Jingle All the Way episode, man. That'd be good stuff. You know where that was filmed? 
Yeah, right here. Right here. Right here in the Twin when Cities. When Turbo Man takes off and he's out of control, it's flying around goddamn Minneapolis. Why did they start releasing the Turbo Man doll again? I don't know. I did see one, though. Oh, it's all over Walmart whenever yeah. I go and look for Black Series. And you know who plays Jenny? <laughs> yeah. Little Annie. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, Jake Lloyd. Okay, uh, should we get into the episode? Yes. All right, let's do it. Do it. Okay, so season five, episode 17, The Jedi. 18. 18. Why did I write down 17? Don't know. My bad. Let's do it again. Season 5, Episode 18, The Jedi, Who Knew Too Much. Dun, dun, dun. Now, let's just get out of the way. This is The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. Yes. At least, like, the last scene. Well, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But I really like when you just see how much they just, like, give ode to, like, other pop culture well, phenomena. The it's also, this entire arc is based on Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock movies. So, every title is a version of an Alfred Hitchcock movie. So okay. last episode was Sabotage. There's an Alfred Hitchcock movie named Sabotage. This one is The, the Jedi, Man Who Knew Too Much. The Jedi Who Knew Too Much based on The Man Who Knew mm-hmm. Too Much. So yeah, it's an What's the next one to called? all of those. Well, we'll get to that. Oh, come at the on. End of the I already episode. predicted the whole arc. I know, but we'll get to it. Well, just tell me and we but can have yes, fun. We're ripping. The, the end of it was blatantly The Fugitive with Harrison Ford. How about this for a character, a mascot? Cal Riffin Jr. <laughs> or Cal Ripken Jr. Only Cal, it doesn't have anything to do with stars. Never mind, that's a stupid but idea. But when's the last time you've seen The Fugitive? Speaking of movies that hold up. Probably around the same time I last saw Die it's Hard. It's so good. Really? I could watch The Fugitive anytime. All right. It's a very, very good movie. I'll have to check it out. It's a one-armed man. It was a one-armed man. It was. Oh, he was set up. Weren't they rebooting that? I don't know. When I was looking for the episode art, which I already made, and I sent yeah, yeah. to you, because I mean, there's it just was that last scene. It's so fugitive. I was like, it's like the iconic scene from yeah, the yeah. fugitive. So I, I had already made the art, but when I was looking for like fugitive art to like Photoshop, um, I saw like a bunch of news articles, you know, in the image search, where it's like, yeah, Harrison Ford's coming back for the fugitive two or something Wait, like that. He's coming back for the fugitive. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's running. Boy. I okay. don't know. Maybe I don't know. I didn't. I didn't read the articles. I'm Doc- just saying. I'm just letting you know. These were like the little descriptions under the pictures. Sounds like Doctor Richard Kimball is coming back. Now, wasn't there another Kimball in Kindergarten Cop? I Detective Kimball. I don't know. Yeah, it's not a tumor. Oh, remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's Detective Kimball. <laughs> this this arc in the Clone Wars is the arc that made me want to do a podcast with you. This specific arc is my favorite. Star Wars podcast. Well, a Clone Wars podcast with you. This is a Star Wars podcast. This specific <laughs> arc is my favorite arc in all of the Clone Wars. Really? Yeah. That first episode didn't wasn't a home run hit. Oh, I know. But it was fine when you put them together. This was the thing that like right. solidified. Yeah. I mean, it we're not going to give ratings now, but I will say, oh, I dig. Yeah, I test. Oh yeah. Ooh. But they dig. They okay. Well, they let's test. talk about the episode. Now, one thing to note about this episode, we're going to hit you off the bat with like three clips because there is very little dialogue for like I would say 
40% of this episode. Like, there's this incredible chase scene. So I kind of, like, stacked the clips early on. Um, I did manage to, like, get seven clips out of this. But uh, it's clip, like, dialogue heavy at the start, and then it's very action-paced yeah. towards the end. So it's kind of... Uh, it's like the entire second half yeah. of this episode is just an action scene. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's it's we'll talk about it. I, I, it's going to be all those ones, though, where like you have it's going to be one of those like it's a continuous scene that you need to see. I'm you know, we can describe parts of it to you, but you have to see it to appreciate it. It is so well animated. It's so well done. So well directed. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get down there. OK, so where we start off uh, last episode, um, there was an explosion at the Jedi Temple. Um, they ended up arresting Letta. Um, they gave her an unnecessary last name yeah, in the Letta Targan, <laughs> yeah, Tardin, something like that. Um, yeah, so they arrested Letta. She had uh, spiked her husband's food with uh, nano droids that uh, exploded, and um, they found out that it was her. But they kind of left it like she did say this line, like "You don't know what you're dealing with here." The the forces or something like that. There's something bigger. There's something play. bigger than just me at this. Like I'm kind of like the patsy. She's the Oswald, you know, yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, so we start off, though, with a scene where they're having a funeral for the fallen Jedi. There's five Jedi, I believe, that fell. Um, you don't see them, but they're covered in cloth. It's a very regal setting, and there's a lot of dignitaries surrounded there. Was the other four or five? I can't remember. It looks like six, maybe. Six. OK, uh, but Yoda is going to give a little eulogy here. Um, and we're also going to have Ahsoka talking with Barris. Uh, one of our favorite Padawans from years past. I think that was back in season two. Yeah. Last time we got much of Barris. But uh, here we go with our first clip. One with the Force, they are. And our job it is to remember that we will, in time, also pass on. Luminous beings are we, but temporary vessels our bodies are. And we shall all find ourselves here, in time. A moment of silence, I ask. To remember... And to move on. You were close to one of them? Tutsomara. We trained together. He taught me how to hold my lightsaber correctly. Live for the living Jedi. We must. Live through us. Forever they will. I'm happy that you pulled this specific clip because I think Yoda's eulogy is beautiful yeah it encapsulates everything that i personally love about like jedi teachings yes when, um and the way that i think about if there is any kind of like afterlife mm -hmm. that's exactly what it is it's like luminous beings like these are only vessels that we're in yeah uh, and we have to hold them in our thoughts to keep them alive and it speaks to um not holding it like the attachments yeah don't yep. you know don't get attached because then you know you're gonna be just destroyed and distraught yes like, grief is fine but you have you have a life to continue living yes and that's how you honor somebody and just because someone is gone like physically does not mean they're gone from you emotionally yeah. and as long as mind. somebody's with you in that way then they're not really dead no if you they carry live on with you. with you forever yeah and um you know, kind of, I know we're in the episode review now, but uh, I am reading the Revenge of the Sith uh, novelization right now. And I've heard and that. So, well, let's do this quick. Right. The sacred Jedi text. I 
Oh, a little impromptu book corner here, huh? Why am I doing a hula dance tonight? A hula dance. I'm like doing little arms. I have, I have heard that the novelization of Revenge of the Sith adds in a bunch of things that the movie doesn't have. Yeah, I mean, it just a couple chapters in here, and I'm just like, it adds so much depth to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's only so much a movie can do with yep. dialogue, and like, I mean, just like seeing, reading thoughts and yep. that sort of thing. It's very cool. Um, but this is Anakin, okay? Now, this kind of speaks to the great fault of Anakin. Um, and it's just, he's just polar opposite of what Yoda just said. You know, like, Luminous Beings, you know, where this is only temporary. Anakin, I'll just read it here. Okay. Um... Not long after he became Obi-Wan's Padawan, all those years ago, a minor mission had brought them to a dead system, one so immeasurably old that its star had long ago turned to a frigid dwarf of hyper-compacted trace metals, hovering a quantum fraction of a degree above absolute zero. Anakin couldn't even remember what the mission might have been, but he never forgot that dead star. It had scared him. And this is Anakin. Stars can die? And then Obi-Wan says... It is the way of the universe, which is another manner of saying that it is the will of the force, Obi-Wan had told him. Everything dies. In time, even stars burn out. This is why the Jedi form no attachments. All things pass. To hold on to something or someone beyond its time is to set your selfish desires against the force. That is the path of misery, Anakin. The Jedi do not walk it. This is, that is the kind of fear that lives inside Anakin Skywalker, the dragon of that dead star. It is an ancient, cold, dead voice within his heart that whispers, all things die. That's the complete opposite of what Yoda just said. Oh, absolutely. Yoda has fully accepted the, the non-permanence of yeah. life. Yep. Anakin cannot accept that, yep. and it is his downfall. That's the one thing that... so. I, for some reason, am oddly comfortable with things that are beyond my control because I just don't think about them. Because yeah, I remember like... you told that story a few episodes ago about the uh, the girl that you gave a mental breakdown to. <laughs> You're like, hey, you know what I thought about the other day? Because... 120 years from now, all new people. All new people. Everyone's going to be and dead. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> she just started bursting into like, tears. Everyone that's alive right now will no longer be. It'll be all new people. And she just. Yeah, I introduce some. Great. I introduce someone to their own mortality for the first time. You should really send her a book. <laughs> you ruined that. You ruined that poor woman. But but like honestly, like we are all going to die, and I find it comforting. It's like nobody's going to give a shit about anything that I do. You know, a hundred and fifty years from now, as a kid being raised Catholic, I remember probably in second, third, fourth grade around that time. And I I, had, I remember, I vividly remember this. I don't remember much of conversations with my dad, especially from that age, but I remember this. And I was just like, so you go to heaven and you live forever up there? And he's like, yeah, it never ends. And I was like, that sounds not cool. Doesn't that get boring? Yeah, I was like, can, is there like a day where you can just choose to die for a few days and then come back? <laughs> I was like, but like as a kid, just try to think about like eternity. Yeah, it is even this day, if you try to think about it, you you just get nauseous. Yeah. It, and I was just like, so you're just, and he's like, well, you won't, you'll be having such a great time, you won't even care. And I'm just like, <laughs> even as like 
a third grader, fourth grader, whatever it is, who just really has no grasp, no concept, or like doesn't even think about the mortality yeah. of life. I was just like, that sounds horrible. So this is so I do not mean any offense by this because I know your dad is a wonderful, caring person. I do not mean to insult the man, but like that thought process. And I know it's the thought process of plenty other religious people is the most juvenile, like three year old thought process <laughs> that is in existence in the world is oh you're gonna be having such a good time up in heaven with everybody that you're gonna want to be there forever yeah i don't know and then you like see an ex-girlfriend that you never got over up there and <laughs> she's with her husband that she married it's like i'm happy about this <laughs> also what happens to to uh widows that remarried like if we want to go that route well, Adam, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the clone cast, but there's this little thing called a polycule. <laughs> oh, we're going through them all. Now, I mean, I kind of, you know, it's this whole one soulmate thing. Come on, there's 8 billion people on the planet. There's somebody else you could get along with and oh, yeah. lay on top of and thrust your hips you did, know? You ever, did you ever watch uh uh the good place that sitcom on nbc oh i did did you see the whole thing uh i the last i remember is when they went to hell like undercover or yeah, something. yeah yeah, yeah. that's kind of like when i think most people stop watching it but well that's when netflix ran out when i yeah, was binging yeah, yeah. it and they didn't upload new episodes for like a year after that yeah. so i just never got back into so, it so spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the last season but the way that they wrap it up, I think, is very oddly beautiful. And just I'll get to one point of it where, like, you're in the quote unquote good place for eternity. But they have like this gate that you can elect to go through at any point in time. And that gate basically is once you pass through this gate, you cease to be. So you're in eternity forever. But when you feel like you are ready you can walk through this gate and just cease to be that's crazy isn't that awesome yeah it's a really good show yeah and just i you know i don't know but at the same time like you know i, I know you said it was like a juvenile thing and i agree on a certain extent but i mean if you are in like sheer joy and pleasure at all times i we can't comprehend it as mortals no. but Eternity probably wouldn't be so awful if you're really like legitimately just like woo, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like constantly. Well, and I, like think of the happiest you've ever been. If you could just like put that on a continuous loop, yeah, it probably wouldn't get. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. know. I don't know. But well, like I'm not. It's beyond us. It's beyond I, us to ever actually comprehend it. I am. De I'm definitely not one of those people that is so staunchly atheist. That I will shoot down any belief of anything that's beyond our I, concept. I hate, I hate militant atheism. Oh, absolutely. But, but like, I am to the point where I, I will never have a conception of what is going to happen once we die. So I don't think it's worth the time thinking about. So I just am like, it's going to happen. So you're, you're an agnostic. Yeah. Like I, uh, yeah, one I, thing that I'm pretty confident though is I'm not going to show up and there's going to be pearly gates 
and I get to walk through them and hang out with my dead dogs and cats for the rest of eternity. I don't pretty sure no. I'm not going to be sitting on a cloud. I need the rainbow that. bridge, so don't don't deny me the rainbow bridge. I know, but it'd be saying... so great. That's the best part of it. You walk up to the rainbow bridge, and Sadie runs across, <laughs> and there's. Oh, there's Tigger one, and there's there's mittens and Oliver. I'm saying I don't believe in the human concept of what the actual life is. I know what you're saying. I don't know. I'm fairly agnostic at this point as well, I and mean, we don't need to get. I don't know why we're even talking about this. Well, Yoda's a, a eulogy from Yoda. Yoda's yeah, 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 eulogy yeah. got to me. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's stuff to ponder, you know. But I. I'm I'm at the point now where I just kind of say like I'm I wouldn't I'm not an atheist I think I think being an atheist is absurd as saying like oh I know for a fact that my religion is the right religion and it, it is it's for the, like my problem is with arrogance and I think like once you pass a certain point with religion you become arrogant because you're so confident yes. you know what's going to happen but like, and uh, atheists are exactly the same yes. way. They are so confident that they know for a fact yes. that there's nothing beyond us. And you're you're stating things for a fact that you can never possibly know. Yeah. Like and you know, I mean it's like I see a lot of like atheists like doing like, well, the burden of proof is on the religious people to prove that there is a God and they can't prove it and this and that. And it's like, dude, dude, dude yeah. like, do you just sit around all day drinking like black coffee and just smoking like fucking marble reds? <laughs> and you just sit there like, oh, I hope a fucking Christian argues with me. Like, but if you, if you want to look at the other side of that coin, there's plenty of shit that science can't explain. And that means the burden of proof is on you guys for that shit too. Yeah, and so I just think it's just you know what I think it. I think it's 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 fair to say like I I am confident saying that there's something out there that we can't explain or comprehend. Yeah, but I don't think it's you know like it's not worth arguing over. No, it's not at all. And and there's it's. One day, like I, I don't know, like if if you're a really devout Christian or something, and you gain something from that, I'm not gonna hate you for that. No, like, that's fine. Just let people live their life. Yeah, as long as nobody's hurting anybody. Then yeah, just, that's fine. But if you if you gain some sort of like spiritual awakening from your Christianity, by all means. You know? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, like I am not speaking ill of religion itself. I I know plenty of religious people that find great relief from it and are better people yeah. for it i think a lot of the uh i do think it's horrifying when i do hear some religious people say that if there is no god there's nothing stopping them from raping and pillaging and murdering other people yeah that's the most horrifying thing i've ever heard someone actually say to yeah. me out loud yeah yeah I, I love it when they make the argument like well why is murder bad if there's no God? Well, if there's no like, God, what's stopping me from just going around and killing people? I don't know. Uh, society? Society, <laughs> the moral compass that we've developed over time? <laughs> no, you know, no. You know, the only the only way murder is bad if there was an all-powerful being on day one who said, Hey, <laughs> you know what? I don't want you to kill each other. I mean, it's... I don't know. But hey. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. It's wild. But... As long as you you know you can have your whatever belief system you want is cool with me. Just you know let people live their life yeah. and don't impinge them from being happy. Yeah, you know. But unfortunately, I see a lot of you know a lot of established churches that really do try to prevent people from being happy. Oh yeah, and I you know 
I, I, I like the thing with like pronouns and that sort of I don't understand why these fucking Christians get so like a lot of these Christians get so up in their arms about. Oh, my this God. Sort of thing. It's just like this doesn't affect you at all. And just think of it this way. If somebody came up to you and you had known them your entire life as Todd and Todd said, hey, you know what? I don't want to be known as Todd anymore. I'm Jim. Think about it that way. Yeah. Would you be like, well, fuck you, Todd? And I'd be like, hey, all right, I'll call you Jim. Yeah. If that's what you if that's what's going to be. Listen, Jim. I got no issues with that. I'll call you Jim for as long as you want yeah. to be called Jim. And guess what? If you want to be called Steve, just let me know at another point. Yeah, in time. we'll switch it up. I'll start calling you Steve. Yeah, it's simply, it, and it's not even, you don't even have to like fully comprehend it at that point. And we're not asking you to just be like, oh, uh, uh. it's just not being a dick. Right. It's just being a civil and human guess being. What? Guess what? If you are not a dick and you uh, call Todd Jim once just because you're used to calling him Todd if you're not a dick about it Tim's not going to care yeah Jim's not going to care yeah you just say oh my bad yeah it's fine it things just just changes take time to learn just be a good person and you'll reflect that back at yourself yeah so anyways Anakin's scared of everything (laughs) (laughs) we really got off track but hey you know, I mean, there's a like a really long action scene, so we got time to kill. Yeah, I think. yeah, that um, eulogy, it, it's it's good fodder. It is like good fodder, about that and it is really interesting that I read that Anakin piece today because it, it is just like it, it's the complete opposite. Yes, like it, it's great for this because of what Yoda said and what Anakin is, and I mean, everything boils down. Everything here is coming to Anakin turning dark. That's yep. the whole point of this is to tell this story. Yep. So it really does play into that. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's true. But I just think Matthew Stover, the author of this book, did an awesome job describing his fear. There. He really encapsulated like, yeah. what kind of is yeah. the internal thing that's pushing yeah. Anakin towards now, the dark like, side. I believe what set it up, though, is like one of the sons on Tatooine, like the kids there believe that within the sons of Tatooine, there's actually like sun dragons or something. Uh. And like so Anakin, like his whole life, never really... He never thought about mortality of life until that moment with Obi-Wan when, like, oh, shit, a son burnt out? Yeah. You know, like, you you know, I'm sure he comprehended death. Yeah, but there are certain... But you don't comprehend that, like... And think about it. Our son will burn out yeah, someday. There are certain... You don't think about it, but it will. There are certain things that certain people, if you don't think about it, just assume that they're eternal. Something like a son. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and just when you think about like the galaxy and all the stuff that's out there that we don't know, you know, we're just this small little fleck. We know for a fact, scientifically, we know for a fact that we're just this little dot in an ever-expanding galaxy. Like it's just the galaxy is out there and it is big, and we could not possibly even comprehend exploring yeah. it. And so it's just like I just feel like like claiming like, hey, this is the only way. Yeah, it's insane to think that it way. It is so narrow-minded. Yeah. It's so small. Yep. It's the smallest thought you can have. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're and, and, and so and committed is, to it. This is equal ripping to, like, atheists, too. Yes. To see, like, just how huge the galaxy is and so much stuff out there. Just be like, oh, yeah, there's nothing out there. There was a big bang. It's like, it's, come it's, on. It, the, it's when you are so confident in that that you just wall yourself off to any other consideration yeah like that's the part that drives me nuts is when it's like you can't even say like oh yeah maybe i'm wrong yeah and there's um i mean you know doubting thomas 
Uh, that's what I'm named after. Yeah. Doubting Thomas. And Thomas doubted when Christ was resurrected and came back <laughs> to the apostles. Thomas had to feel the wounds in his feet and his hands to yeah, believe yeah. that it was actually him. Yeah. So maybe I'm just Boy, living up to my namesake. Your dad signed your death warrant the day yeah. you were born, huh? Let's call him Thomas. <laughs> He really set you up for that one. Well, I mean, I guess he could have called me Judas. That yeah. probably would have been worse. <laughs> oh, Judas Iscariot. I think that's his last name. I don't fucking know. All right, let's get on with the episode. So, oh, yeah. yeah this, this funeral, it's a real who's who of Star Wars it's characters. Cool. So after Yoda gives his speech, the, the caskets go down into the ground and light these light beams come up it's very cool it's a very cool scene yeah and there's a lot of luminaries there like all the heavy hitter jedi are there like you if it's a named jedi they're probably in there i wrote them down so okay. <laughs> so we got jedi we have mace windu we have Ooh. obi-wan kenobi we have anakin skywalker ahsoka barris afi ki mundi plo koon eth koth who is the, the zabrak zabrak um, not the one that's killed by Palpatine, but the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kit Fisto, uh, the Water Buffalo, CN's Tin, CN, CN's Tin, <laughs> that fucking guy, Shakti, uh, Tira Sanube, and then there were two that I needed to look up. There was one Mon Cal that looked kind of like a goldfish. Do you see that one? No, I missed that one. He's a Mon Cal that has like white skin but like kind of a reddish orangish pattern around him he's like an albino moncal yeah but like a red he looks like a koi fish okay um but yeah his name is ikar oki (laughs) he's been in a couple of episodes kind of in the background love ikar oki and then i got a name on our weequake jedi oh you do yeah because he was there in the audience too what's his name uh sora book oh sora (laughs) book I like to think that he was part of Hondo's pirate gang and then, like, escaped. God, that'd be great. Can you imagine him going before the cut? He's too old. <laughs> it's like, well, it's either that or I'm a pirate. <laughs> um, and then uh, the he doesn't other, want to be a pirate. Other people in the crowd from the Senate were... Oh, we uh, got Tarkins there. We got Chancellor Palpatine, Masameda, Bill Organa, Mon Mothma. Uh, Tarkin and Valeran are there. Which I didn't realize until I looked it up. Their first names are strikingly similar to Yolaren? each other. Admiral Yolaren? Yeah, Admiral Yolaren. I thought you said Volaren. Oh, no, no, no. Admiral Yolaren, his first name is Wolf, but spelled W-U-L-F. That's a nice name. And it's Wilhoof, right? And it's Wilhoof Tarkin. Yeah. The so seeing them next to each other. Yeah. And then there's another Admiral uh, uh, Coburn. Oh, Coburn. Yeah. I remember him because I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, Coburn's next to them, too. And okay. I think Coburn is Plo Koon's guy. If they I'm not only mistaken. showed him once and he had a random line. I was like, they just threw this yeah, guy yeah, in yeah. there. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. I remember I said something about it. Okay, so. So uh, that's your audience for yeah. the Jedi funeral. So after that, they're, uh, this is at the temple itself. And they leave the, uh, the I don't know, what do we call it? The... <laughs> cathedral the cathedral i guess yeah so everybody's leaving the cathedral and you see people just walking through the great halls of the temple we do see kiati mundi trying to chat up <laughs> ala sakura <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. from a distance so let's give him what this brings you to hedonism that many times the wild women the wild women the ripping and the tearing the ripping and the tearing there's another line in this book that i'll have to go back and find next time we talk about kiati mundi because there is a line there i was like okay that part is not it <laughs> 
<laughs> it was something about like the wisdom of Kiati Mundi or something like that when he was describing various not Jedi. Accurate. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not right very often. I think we talked about it in the last episode. <laughs> the other thing that I love. It's known. Like it's known. Like Kiati Mundi. Every time he says something, the exact opposite yes. happens. Oh yeah. yeah. There's plenty of stuff on YouTube about that too. Um, yeah. The other thing that I thought was hilarious is the second that Yoda says a moment of si- silence now uh, to remember those and Ahsoka move starts on. talking. The second he stops talking, Ahsoka starts talking yeah. to Paris. Yeah, like, oh, you knew one of them? And what was the name of the person? I don't know. It, it, oh, I wrote it down. Uh, 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 Mara. Do we know anything about Tutsomara? No. Okay. Just that she... That he taught Barris how to hold her lightsaber correctly, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so everybody's like leaving the uh, funeral and they're walking in the halls, and uh, Ahsoka, Barris, Anakin, and Tarkin are walking together. And Ahsoka starts asking, What's going to happen to Letta, the bomber, the, the person who planted the bomb? And that's going to be our next clip. So, what happens to Letta now? The bomber has been moved. Moved? Where? Why should she be moved? The Republic military has taken her into custody. Uh, But why? This is a Jedi matter, isn't it? Clones were killed, which makes this terrorist attack a military matter. An attack on the Jedi is an attack on the Senate. Admiral Tarkin is right. Leta isn't a Jedi. It's not for us to be judge and jury over a citizen of the Republic. If Leta's guilty, she's guilty, and she should be dealt with. Calm down, Ahsoka. Remember. Revenge is not the Jedi way. The evidence seems clear, Ahsoka. Nothing will ever change. The Chancellor feels very strongly that the Jedi be removed from as many military matters as possible. You yourselves said that you're peacekeepers, not soldiers. I hope Chancellor Palpatine knows what he's doing. I assure you that he rarely does anything without a strategy. Okay, so probably one of the richest lines we've heard through all five seasons. <laughs> Anakin saying revenge is not the Jedi way. It's like, hey, you remember that uh, little uh, side sideways trip you took there to Tatooine a few years ago with your wife? Or you wiped out a village? Yeah, you wiped out a village of sand people. Uh, and also, you know, like reading the Kenobi novel, like Kenobi comes to an understanding with um, some of the sand people. Yeah. Um, Plug Eye, Aark. Uh, Kenobi comes to an understanding and is able to kind of chat with him and learns to communicate with them a little bit. And um, it just, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, Kenobi, it, it's just Anakin is so flawed in that way. The last, just, the last season of The Mandalorian, I think, did a really great job, too, of showing how Din, like, yeah, takes time and actually learns like sign language yeah. and like communicates with the sand. Yeah, and I'm not saying to... that Anakin had any way to do that before his mother died. Right. But... What he did after that fixes nothing. It's it's and it was horrendous, just yeah, yeah. horrendous. Well, he's just acting on revenge. Nothing yeah, and else. that's the whole just like you know, revenge is not the Jedi way. And the way he says it with such confidence yeah, to his yeah. Padawan, I'm just like, you are so full of yeah, yeah. shit, man. The other thing too uh, th- that I thought was interesting is Ahsoka refers to her right away as Leta. And Tarkin replies to her because Ahsoka says something like, uh, "Where's Leta? Be? Why did Leta get moved?" Mm-hmm. And immediately Tarkin goes back to her and is like, "The bomber was moved because of, like, immediately Tarkin does not even give her the dignity of calling her by her name. He refers yeah. to her as the bomber, which just shows like Tarkin is just like 
the complete military like computer yes. brain. And we get a lot of that in this episode. Although also, he... why the fuck is Anakin so okay with authority with authoritarianism when well, it we... comes from the fucking Senate? But the second the Jedi give him an order, he's like, oh, what the fuck? Why are they telling me what to do? Why is it that coming from yeah. the Jedi, he has such a fucking problem with it? But anytime a commanding officer yeah. from the Senate gives him an order, he immediately snaps into line. No, it's like a few good men and like Anakin, you know, will fight everything. But as soon as like a code red is ordered from a direct superior in the Senate or something, he'll just go, oh, all right, yeah, I'll go do Gotta it. Got to fall in line. Got to fall in line. It's easy. He should have joined the military. But I don't understand what is the difference in his mind between the Senate and the military versus the Jedi. Like, why is... Because both of them have, like, the hierarchy. Like, why doesn't he comprehend... Because the Senate and military wouldn't require him to not hump Padme. Uh, yeah, I guess that's... No, it's literally it. factors into it. Anakin yeah. is a very... He has a... His attachment style is, you know, he's got a very... You know, his relationship style is like, yeah. I'm going to, like, hang off this person's every move. And, you know, when they don't text me back after two hours, I'm crying. <laughs> you know, that's Anakin. He's got yeah. a very attached living style. You know, and he, he's, a, he's a scared little boy inside. Yeah. And so speaking of that, too, like that reminds me of what we were talking about last episode. We were talking about the Beatles documentary very briefly and how mm -hmm. Yoko is never like three, leaving John's side three feet away from John. Yeah. And I thought there's an interesting point where Bree and I, my girlfriend, were talking about it. And uh, I had been because Bree brought it up. She was like, God, I, I knew Yoko was always around, but like I never realized it was that to that extent. And I was like, oh, yeah, she never left. Like she was always three feet away from John at all times. John wanted it that way. Mm -hmm. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like. Oh, no, John wanted Yoko around him at all times because he considered them one person. And she was like, I always, just from pop culture and stuff, assumed that Yoko was this, like, clingy woman that was yeah. always, like, needed to be around John. And it's just because I've, like, studied the Beatles for the last, like, 15 years that I'm like, oh, no, John suffered a shitload of trauma and is just a scared little boy and like yeah. needs Yoko around him at all times. I mean, if you listen to lyrics of Jealous Guy. Yeah. He's yeah, John was a very insecure individual. Yeah. Um, and I see people like rag because John, his first relationship with Cynthia, his first wife, where they had the kid Julian, Cynthia Lennon, he was married. He was kind of abusive. Oh, absolutely. Um he did. And John had a very traumatic childhood. He was in and out of homes. Uh, he was raised by his fucking grandma or his aunt. His aunt. aunt his Amy. aunt. His mom died in a, like a horrific accident. I think the, the, the like very brief version is his mom had him way too young mm -hmm. and his mom wasn't ready to raise him. So she gave him to her sister, I think, yeah. who was Mimi. And then his mom just split and left. Yeah. And then his aunt Mimi raised him until he was like in his teens. And then his mom came back mm -hmm. and was like, okay, I want to be a part of this kid's life. I want to start like actually being a mother. And she was in his life for, I think like a year or something like that. And then she, and then she got into a, a car hitter and died, and yeah. she died. Mother, so like, you had me, but I never had you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, but that, no, John had a lot of trauma. Of, that kind of trauma can lead to, his, yes, his opinion. But what I'll stuff. say and what I was going to mention this because Lennon is his personal life is viewed as problematic these days. 
And there's a lot of people who just like, well, fuck John Lennon. And I, I can understand that viewpoint. But I will say this for him, like the last five years of his life, he grew up a lot. Oh, yeah. And he, he became a really good father. He became a good husband. Um, I don't know. I it, I mean, obviously, we don't know what happened behind closed doors. But all all indications are that John like grew up and got help and became like a real adult and a I'm assuming maybe he had some therapy, too, during that yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, and that's kind of my thing with a lot of stuff um, where somebody makes a mistake and, you know, they get dragged for it, you know, and it's just like, well, we got to we take a step back. You got to take a step back sometimes and realize that, like, people have the ability to grow and change. Um. Now, I so what you're saying is you can't wait for Gina Carano's grand return. Well, there's a difference between somebody that actually wants to change and somebody who wants to just suck even more. Yes. And I don't believe that she has any interest in learning about... Well, it, at least she has not demonstrated any of it if that yeah. is her true intentions. But no, I mean, I think people have the ability to change and that's that's like the most human thing. Is yeah. The ability to grow. But it has to be a real effort and good luck... You know, we can't read minds, so you don't know when a real effort is taking place. I remember distinctly when Kramer did his fucking thing. <laughs> and, you know, he did the thing where he, like, talked to Jesse Jackson, and he did this and that. And I don't know, it may have all been in good faith, and he's like, wow, I do have some anger that I need to deal with, and I don't want to have that anger, and I feel awful about what happened. Very well could be. I'm not one to make that determination. The only person that knows is him. Yeah. And the only person that knows on anything, if they've actually grown or want to grow or become a better person and atone for what they've done, is that individual. So all we can really do as a society is just kind of look at their actions and how they've been acting. And if it looks make like a judgment call, I, you know, we can forgive them. Um, you know, I'm not going to go to a fucking Louis C.K. stand up act anytime soon, though. I can tell you that. Fucking yeah. much. Like, yeah, I hope that. He gets help and he becomes a better person. Yeah. But but I just think that there is like a legit disconnect between um, we take the humanity out of a lot of the thing. Yeah. Um, well, and it, like getting back to like Anakin too, like if someone causes you trauma because of something they said or something they did and then like you're fixated on that, like that eventually eats you alive too. Yes. Like you can just not pay attention to that person yeah and you know i mean with emotions emotions are a tricky thing because somebody could have a completely irrational reaction to something and but it's their feelings and that's how they feel so even if you know you you ran the situation by a hundred people and all hundred said well that person's acting irrationally it still affects you in a certain way. It still affects you in a certain way. And also, they legitimately feel that way. Yeah. So you have to navigate that. If, you, if you've offended somebody, even though you don't feel like you broke any norms or anything, and there's really nothing for them to be offended at, if you've offended them in some way, you should at least listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what drives me so nuts about a lot of these fucking people um, that get quote-unquote canceled. A lot of these people don't show the capacity to even listen. No. Like, and they just double down on their behavior that offended some people. Yeah. So go, you know, I mean, if you're on that side of things like cancel culture is a bad thing, okay, fine. But you know what? 
you also need to look at the other side of things. Yeah. Where these people don't show any interest in growing or learning about somebody yeah. else. Yep. And, you know, if somebody makes a fucking mistake, but they own up to it and they say, well, I want to know why that was a mistake. I want to understand why. I want to do my best. On That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But nobody fucking does that. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I looked up the Gina Carano thing, and she one of the first things she got into hot water for was she put pronouns in her Twitter bio, but it put, like, bleep, bloopity, blop, or something like that. So she was, like, kind of, like, mocking, mocking pronouns, you know? And it's, like, and when people, like, kind of got pissed, that's the first time people got pissed at her. And people are like, hey, that's kind of, like, problematic for me. Yeah. You know, like, that's that can be seen as transphobic, or that can be seen as, you know... And so instead of, like, trying to understand these people... She decided to double down. She decided to double down. She's like, this isn't against trans people or anything like that. You just, you, you know, you got you to gotta fuck calm down or something. You, got, you, you know, you got the wrong people leading your charge or something like that. It's like, well, why don't you, why why don't you <laughs> say apologize for it and try to learn about why that may have offended somebody? Why not at least acknowledge that other people have feelings that maybe you can't comprehend? Yes. And that goes back to my point. Like, you can't tell somebody how to feel. You can't. And so if you made somebody feel a certain way, if you want to rectify that, it is on you to understand why they feel that way and what you can do about it. You might not agree with it either. No. But at, but least, at least try. Give them the effort to yes. like hear them out. Yeah. And if you're a person in a public figure like that, and you just decide to shit on a whole lot of people who are part of your fan base. You are a, not a great person. No, you're a fucking idiot. And then just proved it time and time again with oh, the yeah, other yeah. things that they did. But yeah. just we're really off track. On this, <laughs> this is getting a deep episode. I, it just, but I mean, it, it, you know, it is. You know, it's um, this is like plenty of. This is basically the conversations we have when we're off the air too. Yeah. Is us trying to wrap our and we're brains just, around how dumb yeah, people Star can Wars be. just brashing off into it. <laughs> Anyways, try to understand people. Ask questions if you've offended somebody. Try to rectify it. Just. Be kind to each other. Yeah. Try to learn about somebody that's different than you. Yeah. Good Lord. Anyways, uh, our next clip is going to be Ahsoka and Barris talking. So after Anakin and Tarkin get in the elevator, Anakin's like, hey, go check in on your friend. You know, why don't you go talk to your friend? So Ahsoka's going to run up to Barris and they're going to have a chat because Barris, as we heard in the funeral, had a friend that uh, passed away in the explosion. I like this music. Company? Sure. Every time I think about this, I feel conflicted. It's hard not to let feelings turn into attachment and pain. Ahsoka, have you ever wondered if it was right to ignore your emotions? My master would say, our struggle as Jedi is to move past them. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> no, it isn't easy, but it's possible. Like when we were stuck inside the battle tank on Geonosis, it was hard not to be afraid. Still, you and I got past it, and I guess we'll get past this. You've always been capable of seeing things clearly. <laughs> I guess I fooled you like I have everyone else. Yes, Master. Ahsoka, we're needed in the war room. It appears the Separatists have mounted another attack. Anakin Coming, literally Master. left her like 20 seconds ago. <laughs> Look, <laughs> He's already I have to for believe her. that one way or another, this woman's going to pay for what she did. You shouldn't keep your Master waiting. Okay, so Ahsoka heads to the meeting room. It's like their little Jedi war room. 
Um, she goes in there. Obi-Wan is giving like a lowdown on things. Sounds like they're attacking Salukamai, which is, hey, cut. What's going on? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Soka goes in the meeting room. Tarkin all of a sudden jumps on the hollow and says, yeah, Commander Tano, um, Leta is requesting to speak with you, and she will only speak with you. Ahsoka's like, okay, I guess I'll go in there and I'll report back with what I learned. So Ahsoka's going to be heading to the prison. I'm going to try to move this along yeah, a little yeah. bit. We're also, just like, one little one little note, like, Barris is laying down some heavy, like, foreshadowing with, like, some Sith talking points, talking about, like, letting, paying attention to her emotions and that type of thing. Yes. Uh, Barris is also really selling the sadness. I don't, Barris may actually be sad about oh, their I think friend she getting is. caught in the yeah, blast. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so Ahsoka is going to be heading to the prison. So we go to this, like, it, do we have a name for this prison? It's Encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really heavy duty. Like, it's, this is like super lockdown. This is like maximum security shit, man. It's called the Imperial Inspectorate HQ. Imperial In- Inspectorate. Is that the name of it once it becomes the Empire? Uh, apparently, yeah. So, so maybe it's the, Re- the Republic, Republic Inspectorate. Okay. Um, but I watched an interview with Dave Filoni, and he mm. was saying, like, they wanted to make a point of making this place look like the Empire. Sure. Because they wanted to show, like, while we have all been paying attention and watching the Clone Wars and developing this relationship with the clones and, like, loving them, he wanted to make a point to be like, this is what's been going on the behind the slowly. scenes. Yeah. This is what's happening to support all of the stuff that, like, we all love. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, super heavy security at this place. This is a maximum security cell here, a holding area. Um and Ahsoka goes into the building, and she's greeted by uh, Commander Fox. Yeah. Uh, Commander Fox is... Uh, now, we talked about the the clones that wear the red. Those are like the shock troopers and stuff. So they're just littered throughout this place. Yeah. Like, all the clones in this this prison are all um, those red shock troopers. Yeah. And, and I think Commander Fox is their, their, their commander. Yeah. They're and I think, like, Chief even officer, through yeah. Bad Batch, like, these guys, we've pretty much only seen them on Coruscant. And they've been, like, the security force there. So they're, like, the FBI troopers, special agents. Yeah. Um, so Ahsoka checks in, and uh, Fox has her leave her comlink and her lightsabers there at the security desk. And then they bring her in to see Letta. They go through, like, four ray shields that open yeah. up. Like, this is super high, high fucking lockdown for somebody, for Letta? That's the part that drove me nuts. It's like thinking I, about... It looks like Cad Bane should be in these cells. Well, the thing is, we go back to like Evo Morale, Morallo Evils. Oh yeah, yeah, fucking whatever this name was. Um, and you you go back to the Racco Hardies and just how they went into that one uh prison and everybody's escaping from their left and right. Yeah, like why wouldn't those really bad guys be in this fucking supermax place? Yeah, but no, they put them in the one like the middle of Coruscant that has like a very convenient like loading dock with like loaded up with speeders for oh, them to escape on there's a part that we're getting to that i'm wondering if you caught that uh, i'll bring up when we get to it sure but, like this part especially this is when i started realizing like this this episode like has a different feel like the animation looks different the music the score is like yeah considerably different in like the camera movement itself like those wide yeah. sweeping shots this whole this whole prison and we'll talk about some of the, like the architecture outside. It's super fash. Oh yeah, yeah. super fash prison. Yep. Um, so uh, Ahsoka gets let into uh, Leia's cell. The cell reminds me of like Leia's cell in the Death Star. Oh yeah, you yeah. walk down into it, or like the uh, the Citadel. It had a similar vibe to that where they ran into Tarkin and the uh, clones that it's had been a captured. Very similar. Yeah, 
It's the bad place. Yep. Yep. I also noticed that there's like a, I think it's the same type of bed that's in Han and Leia's cell in Cloud City that like kind of comes out from the wall. Yeah. There's like one of those in there too. Yep. Um, so Leda and Ahsoka are going to have a conversation. It's going to be our next clip. What do you want, Leda? I was told if I ever needed help, you were the Jedi to contact. Give us a minute, please. You don't have much time, Letta, so I suggest you get whatever you have to say off your chest. The idea of feeding Jakar the nanodroids was not mine. Why are you saying this now? Why didn't you reveal this before? Because my life is in danger. The person behind this will be able to get to me unless you know the truth. Hmm. What's the truth? A Jedi. A Jedi showed me how to create the bomb and how to put the nanodroids in. Why would a Jedi do this? There are some citizens of the Republic, like myself, who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. The Jedi have become warmongers. They've become military weapons. And they're killing when they should be keeping the peace. One of these Jedi agreed with us. One of you wanted to make a statement and was willing to attack your own order to do it. Who? If you protect me, I will tell you. Because it is obvious to me that I have been set up. Letta, you have to tell me who is behind this. It's... Letta! 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 So, right as Letta's about to tell her who it is, she starts getting force choked. Um, and she ends up dying. Uh, Commander Fox and a bunch of the shock troopers see what's going on on the hollow, or the security cam, excuse me, and they run in there. And by the time they get there, Leta is dead, and they arrest Ahsoka for murder. And Ahsoka's like, I didn't do anything. Ahsoka was trying to help her, yeah. but Ahsoka's like, what the hell's going on here? When they did do the zoom out, and they were seeing her on the It the looked like she was like caption. holding her arms up. Did you see the other prisoners, though? Because there's, she's like one picture no. in that group. No. And there's four other video screens of four other prisoners. Who are they? <laughs> we were talking about like, why the hell is she in this prison? Listen to these heavy hitters. So the other prisoners that are in this facility with Letta, uh-huh. we got Poggle the Lesser. Ooh. We have uh, General Worm Loathsome. You remember that guy? General Worm Loathsome. He was in the Battle of Christophsis. He was a very weird-looking alien <gasps> Rhino guy. Man! Yeah, Rhino He's Man! He's the one that uh, parlayed with Kenobi! Yes! The General! Okay, yep. all right. And our favorite, Watt Tambor. Yes! <laughs> Betrayed by the low-energy battle droid. Mr. Bell Pepper himself. Been sitting in solitary ever since. But it's just hilarious that, like, little Letta is on the screen next to these other tyrants. Jeez. <laughs> I know. Where is George Decay's guy? Oh, my God. Remember that guy? Did he get captured or did he escape? I can't even remember. He got captured. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my. Spraying <laughs> Agent Orange all over the Lerman. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know who needs to write a letter to Santa? Well, I think I got to ask Santa for, a, <laughs> for peace on Earth this year. <laughs> the Lerman. Okay. So Ahsoka is arrested set up 
Um, and our next clip is going to be Ahsoka in her cell, and she's going to get a visitor. Um, and who could that visitor possibly be? Let's find out! Admiral Tarkin, I don't know what happened. I went in the room to talk to Letta, and she said she was afraid of a Jedi. You don't have to tell me any more, Commander Tano. I don't? No. There are recorders in every room. Curiously, the sound isn't working on this one. It seems the Jedi she was afraid of was you. I did not kill that woman. You were the only one there. I know that you were upset when this woman was taken into custody by the military. Uh, that means nothing. I beg to differ. It was someone else, Admiral. Someone I didn't see. You know that is very difficult for me to believe. This is a secure facility. We do not have just anyone running about. <clears throat> and if there was someone else, why did you not sense them? Okay, so Tarkin does a really creepy thing that they're wondering, why did you not sense them? He puts his like hand on Ahsoka's face. He puts her hand on his shin and kind of like moves it away. It's the exact same thing he does to Leia in oh, A okay. New Hope. Sure. Um, He's going real creepy. Yeah, and also when he walks in and starts talking to her, he has Leta's hat. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. And he just like holds it and then he just throws it to the <laughs> throws side. Throws it the on the ground. Like, here, think about this. I, it's, it, I don't understand what he was going for. Interesting hat. Yeah. It's a good hat. It's like a conductor hat, only it's purple. It's like a uh, uh, newsboy hat. Ooh, it's a good purple yeah. boy. Yeah. It's just like newsies. Yeah. Um, but Tark, God, he's such a good bad guy. He is a really good bad guy. I love him so much. When we were watching, you're like, oh, put your fucking hands on her. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting mad at him. <laughs> I do like to like just picture him just burning to death in that Death Star explosion sometimes. Great. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he sucks, but he's good. <laughs> He's good. He's a great he bad sucks. guy. Yeah. Um, so it's after this that we see Anakin showing up at the security desk. <laughs> and he's like, I need to see Ahsoka right now. Let me through. And and Commander Fox is like, General Tarkin has said, no. Is it Admiral or is it General right now? Uh, I think it's Admiral Tarkin. Is it Admiral Tarkin? Yeah. Yeah, Admiral yeah. Tarkin. Admiral Tarkin. Is, this is, uh, speaking of the episode having a different feel, like this scene in particular yeah. like, struck me. So Anakin is being very forceful with his request here, and Commander Fox is like, no, Admiral Tarkin said absolutely no admittance here. He said that it's at, under Admiral Tarkin's jurisdiction. Yes, which and basically it's a military thing, so you he outranks you, I guess. Basically, like, Anakin yeah. has no authority there. Yes. And Anakin, like, points at the glass at Fox. And yeah. And like, you will open this door yeah. now. Anakin is pissed. Like, he's super pissed. We do get some Imperial March playing in the background, too. Yeah. The... Um, and the, just the look of contortion in his face. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but Anakin continues to demand it, and Commander Fox is like, sorry, sir, I can't do it, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, as Anakin's not backing down, a couple of clones approach him with taser sticks. Yeah. And Anakin, at this point, steps away, but very uh, defiantly, and he, like, pushes them out of the way, and Anakin is super pissed. Like, it's, it's like the first time that we've seen the clones and the Jedi kind of have this kind of standoff. Yeah. Which it's... and I, I can guarantee you these clones don't want any of that smoke. But oh no! But yeah, I mean they are not about to let him in. And at it's all like I'm just uh, I love this episode so much and the way that they've 
slowly built this up behind the scenes of like there's this huge military machine that's been constructed and it's even gotten it's gotten to the point where it's even elapsed the jedi where the jedi like are now realizing like oh this is beyond our control like yeah okay so we get back to ahsoka cell at this point and she's just laying there she gets up and she goes to just uh freshen up i guess in her sink she does cough and i noted here she coughed directly into her hand which is not the proper coughing technique no you cough into your elbow yeah cough into your elbow because you touch a lot of things with your hand so you don't want to cough directly on that because you're gonna go touch things and then so you spread germs yeah you're not going around opening doors with your elbow yeah we got the a la carte variant going around now so omicron <laughs> yeah that's the one the um the autobot <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so um she's kind of just looking around just hanging out but then she sees a key card just laying out in front of her cell and she's like oh master i knew you'd pull through and i don't think it was i don't know we don't know who left it there but uh, it's not anakin i don't think it's anakin he definitely didn't get back there i don't know how he would have got it there I, I think the person who left it there was the per whoever the fuck choked <laughs> Letta, yeah, which bears offy. Anyways, um, since I know I called it last episode, and you're not gonna let me watch him, just let me finish this arc. Anyways, um, so she uses the force, pulls up the key card, and just lets herself out. She lifts it with a force, opens her door, takes off, and when she gets to like her first hallway, she sees like just a bunch of clones that just got the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, and she's like, oh fuck. But in that hallway, she also finds her lightsaber and her comm device just laying on the ground. So she picks him up, but the comm device is beeping. So she's like, hello, who is this? Who's who's doing this? Barisafi. Um <laughs> No one answers, but... No one answers, know. yeah. She's being very mysterious with it. But then right as this is going on, Fox turns the corner and is like, oh, fuck. And he hits the alarm, and so shit's hitting the fan. Um, Wouldn't the knocked out troopers be able to ID yeah. or like at least be like, hey, listen, it wasn't her. Yeah. Like, I would think the, so. That's the part that like really threw me. Yeah. Like I would think But they are unconscious right now. One is kind of groggy. Like, yeah. So I yeah, I mean they could be questioned at that point, but I who knows how Barris attacked them, you know? Yeah. Like, did she use the force and just like threw them up into the ceiling really quick? Um yeah. did they see her at all? Did she put the hood up or something? Maybe she put some Togruten like flare on or something. I don't know. We still don't know that it's Barris for sure, but it's Barris. Uh, well, we'll see. It's Barris. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Fox hits the alarm and, you know, uh, starts giving chase. Uh, so, we got just some running through the corridors. Ahsoka trying to escape. We, She's very nimble. We do get a cameo, though, from two new oh, characters. Oh, I got it here. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably the highlight of this uh, chase within the prison building itself is Ahsoka. There's, um, there's a bug protocol droid. And there is also a pyramid astromech. <laughs> and Ahsoka literally does a dive over them. And the pyramid astromech really shows us something. And that <laughs> gives it some beeps. And the bug protocol droid is like, don't go, don't go, don't go. Yeah, not happy about but it. But they're, they're basically the imperial equivalent of 3PO and R2. Yes. Like, they are the inverse of those two. Yeah. Which just the fact that they put those two in there as, like, an Easter egg or just, like, a throwaway, I thought was hilarious. Yes. Um, so Ahsoka's showing a lot of agility, like jumping through doors that are closing, like blast doors that are closing. She shut. does a couple of needless cartwheels. Yeah, she does do some like some like open floor routine shit, like 
10 out of 10. The judges loved it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just seemed a little over the top. Probably could just jump through them. It actually probably would have been quicker if he just started running instead of doing the fucking cartwheels and shit. <laughs> yeah. But whatever, uh, you know. Um, but she comes up to another hallway, and there's more guards that are down. But these ones have lightsaber burns on them. So they were, like, straight up killed. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't Barris Offie. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been someone else with a yeah. lightsaber. Maybe Anakin's in a blind rage right now, and he's just dying. <laughs> he's <laughs> sand people all over again. Um, so uh, Fox starts uh, calling out. He, Fox comes across the dead uh, clones and is going to make a page out, but he is joined shortly after that by Anakin and Rex, and that's going to be our next clip. Suspect has killed three clones. Code red. If you see the target, shoot to kill. Belay that order, Commander Fox. She's killed troopers. I know Commander Tano. She would never do something like this. Is that fives? Then who did? Quiet. Ahsoka! It's me, Anakin. Fox sounds like fives to me. Yeah. Stop running. She's in the vents. You can't help me, Master. Someone's setting me up. I believe you, Ahsoka. But no one else will. Keep searching until we find her. Rex, call security. Tell them we need to search the entire base. Now! General Skywalker has just issued an all-points bulletin on Commander Ahsoka Tano. She's killed three clones and should be considered armed and dangerous. Okay. So, Rex fucking rules. Yeah, Rex does rule. Um, So, they got just a shit ton of people looking for her here. It's tough to catch a Jedi. Um, so <laughs> too bad they don't got those droids from last episode. They were pretty quick. Yeah, they're good scanners. <laughs> Little Johnny Fives rolling around. Um, so Ahsoka gets to like a giant exit of the building, and it's this large plaza area. This is near where she parked, and this is where we got a bunch of really cool like flyover like cinematic scenes yes. of the outside. There's the juggernaut like wheel tank things. Yep. That are going around all over the place. And this plaza area, too, is just like the fascist architecture. Like, Oh, yeah. There's like four super tall statues, almost like ancient Egyptian like pharaoh statues that are probably 50 feet tall. and But they're actually just like clones. Yep. Um, in trooper armor. In trooper armor. And then uh, next to them is just this like large monument wall. I, I don't know what the wall stands for or what, but it's like just this large... 30 40 foot tall wall it kind of looks like a dam yeah and um, then it's like a big piece of it looks like something that the british would have taken from egypt and yeah like be displaying in the middle of london yes. there's also red flags just like flying yeah. in rows all over the place yep um so ahsoka sneaking around out there and we get a bunch of clones that are searching for her, and a couple of these clones have the sand people dogs masifs masifs okay and they're sniffing around uh we get one which which name is grizzer <laughs> <laughs> and his handler has a really cool looking helmet on. oh yeah he's got like some fucking like a mask of some kind that hangs off it's kind of like uh how the uh like a gypsy or something well, like covers her face with like a little cloth yeah it's like a, the snow troopers the snow storm troopers yeah like, yeah half yeah. of their helmet is like a like fabric yeah and it's the same and he's got like a cool paint design on it and shit so he looks kind of a badass did you catch his name do you know what his name is uh grizzers 
dad. I don't know what is his name. His clone, his clone trooper name is very fitting. It's Hound. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we got some good clone Hound. names. We need more good clone names. Yeah, Commander Fox. Nah. I well, think they, they had. It's like someone was just going on a tear. He's like yeah. Wolf, Fox, Hound. Hound. There it is. Hey, Pattaya. <laughs> I don't know what that was. That's a new one. Hey, Pattaya. I'm waiting for Clone Trooper Coyote. Next. Yeah. I'm, but I want or I want like a really good new one. Yeah. I want uh, like Motorworks or... Um, well, we got... Was it Oddball or Eyeball? Oddball in this one. But Oddball, Oddball actually appears in the first chapter of The Revenge of the Sith. Oh, Ball. really? Yeah, he's one of the pilots uh, at the battle above Coruscant. Uh, um, no, but I'm trying to... I, I really want to get some of those good classic clone names. Yeah. You know, the Gear Shift one comes to mind. Yeah. Gear Shift was a big one. Well, March is just around the corner. Yeah. We got to do the bracket again. Oh, <laughs> the madness. It's coming back. All right. Okay. So Ahsoka sneaking around. Uh, Grizzers sniffing for her. Thinks it found something, but eventually they just walk away. Ahsoka jumps up to the top of that big wall monument. Um, and starts. She's basically her ship is parked like way down at the end of this plaza. So she's heading for her ship, but Commander Fox and them, they come out to this plaza area, and Fox, like, immediately spots her, and he's like, up there! And so they all just start shooting at Ahsoka. So much for that whole don't-kill order. Um, uh, Ahsoka's dodging. She jumps down from the monument and starts heading towards her ship, but there's this giant, like, sentry turret that just takes it out and blows it up. Really cool Rhydonium explosion on it. Yeah. I'm really noticing the explosions now. It has like a cool green mist to it. It's like they figured out how to do that specific animation. And they just went with and it. And they're like, every, every explosion, every explosion from we're now going on. with Rhydonium now. <laughs> All the ships in the Republic are running off Rhydonium. It looks really good. It is a cool effect. Um, this is where, like, I think it's, I took a timestamp. I think it's around like minute 16 of this episode. From that point on, it's just action and a chase scene yeah and so, it is incredible it is awesome uh well i'll try to give you some like basics of it but you should probably just watch it for yourself oh absolutely um so ahsoka starts running off after the turret destroys her ship she's there's a whole lot of catwalks out there and she runs up onto these catwalks anakin orders them to set all weapons to stun now we've seen stuns plenty in star wars we saw it recently in bad batch a lot um we've seen it obviously in a new hope this is the coolest stun effects that we've ever seen. Yes, by far. Yeah, like Ahsoka, she's spending some time deflecting them, and they kind of vaporize. It's very cool looking. Yeah. And this is definitely, like, we saw a little bit of when they started using mocap in, yeah. like, I think the the mall uh, duel with yeah. Precom Vizsla. Like, yeah. there was a little bit of mocap in that, and there's definitely some in this. Like, yeah. Ahsoka does... She keeps doing, like, these flips, and then, yes. like, with her lightsaber, she blocks, like, behind her back. Yeah. And it's just, it's so fluid, the animation, that the yeah. only way they could accomplish that is with mocap. Yeah. And and even on top of just the character movements and things like that, like, just the scenery and everything there, it feels so big. The camera work, the yeah. way that it just sweeps along It's very cinematic. It's awesome. This is so much more of a movie than the actual Clone Wars movie was. Yeah. It's incredible. I God, I wish, you know, you almost wish that the Clone Wars movie would have came once they figured out what the fuck they were doing. Yes. Oh, like, absolutely. Fully. Yep. And and that's not to um, that that's not meant as like a criticism to the people that made that movie. Like I think they did the best with what they could with what they had. Yeah. But 
they didn't get to work out five seasons of a show when they made that movie. Yeah. They were starting like the the movie came before the fucking show, yeah. and so they were just doing this whole new venture, completely just in the dark almost. Yep. Well, I think we'll get to it. I think, I think your wish does come true eventually. Once we get, there's some stuff that happens in later seasons. Season seven. There's. I hear. I hear there about is it a, a lot. There is a movie in season seven. Yeah. I. I Twitterverse. Yep. You know the siege of Mandalore. I've heard all about it. I've been counting down the days. I hear it's exciting. It's very good. I think somebody's going to get their comeuppance. <laughs> Oh, it's coming for you, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, revenge. All right. So, um, but yeah, really cool catwalk chase. Ahsoka's deflecting shit. It's fucking awesome. Um, Anakin reiterates multiple times, like, shoot, do not shoot to kill. Do not shoot to kill. Um, Oddball. He says he wants her alive. Yeah. One of the things that Dave Filoni pointed out in the video that I watched him talk about this episode in is, he was like, I thought it's interesting that if you think about it, this is Darth Vader pursuing a Jedi. Yeah. Which eventually he does a lot. Sure. Okay. That is a cool point. Um, we get uh, a shout out to Oddball, who's piloting a Republic gunship that's kind of like Anakin's eyes in the sky. And he's like, Oddball, give me updates. Um, they do have the uh, the spotlights affixed to where the ball turrets yeah. usually are on yep. those. Um, so Oddball's gunship, though, like there's a ton of catwalks. And Ahsoka's on one of these catwalks. And she's running... She's on like the outermost one of this plaza area and oddball pulls his gunship up right next to her and they're all just shooting stuns at her out of the fucking gunship. But then one of the clones is just like, they can't hit her with it. She's deflecting him and dodging. Like she's just too good. Uh, She's a Padawan. Like, come on at this point. Get she over it. She is so beyond Padawan. She's and like, Anakin, Anakin even said earlier in the episode to Tarkin, he was like, she's still so young in yeah. so many ways. Yeah, I cut that for time. <laughs> just an, that line annoyed. He already annoyed me with his enough with the whole revenge thing. Yeah, yeah. And then like 20 seconds, like, she's just a kid, derp. Like, God, fuck you, man. <laughs> um, But yeah, so, uh, but one of the clones is like, this will stop her because they can't hit her. So he takes out a fucking rocket. <laughs> And just, like, shoots the catwalk ahead of her. Like, not trying to hit her, but just to, like, knock her down with a big blast. And it's just like, yeah, that whole, like, don't kill thing, you're really risking it here by shooting a fucking rocket in he her general direction. He wasn't wrong. That RPG did stop her for, like, half a second. It knocks her down, um, but she... Did it, I, I think it did make her lose her main she fell lightsaber, slight, though. She dropped both lightsabers. And she grabbed onto the catwalk and, like, steadied herself. She yes. did a big force jump up onto, like, a silo that's in the area. She pulls the sabers to herself with the force. Um, and then she starts trying to get on another catwalk. So as soon as she goes up these steps, though, a gunship is right there to greet that's, her. That's what I was trying to figure out, though. It looks like she was able to force pull one of her sabers. I could be wrong, but it looked like she was only able to get her one, like, shorter one. Okay. I don't think it really matters because no, right doesn't. after this, yeah. Well, it might. I don't know. The next episode it might play on a role. To it, that's why the next I'm episode it, it might out. play something. Um, but yeah, like right after the gunship cuts her off, she has to like back up and retreat. But at this point, she's got nowhere to run and she gets surrounded pretty quickly. Um, so Anakin's like coming up and catching up, and you know, um, Ahsoka looks around and all of a sudden she's just like massive, another massive force jump, and just jumps up into this like tunnel. Uh, it's like a, it's like the exterior of a tunnel, and she just does this really cool move with her lightsaber and cuts herself down into the tunnel. And so a chase is going to 
gone in the tunnel. Um, she easily loses the clones, but Anakin is also in pursuit. And Anakin knows better and goes the, the way that she actually went while the clones just kept going the wrong way. Yeah, and this is the part where it's like basically scene for scene. Yeah, this is fugitive. fugitive. Yes. Yeah. This is Tommy Lee Jones chasing Harrison Ford. Yes. Um, and so um, Soka's running through the tunnel. Anakin is like starting to catch up to her. We see some like random dinosaurs in the tunnel area. <laughs> They're like the little ones. Like womp rat things, yeah. They're like the little ones in uh, like, uh, Jurassic Park Lost World, like the little uh, ones. Like, uh, copies. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're so cute, but then they, like, 50 of them they, eat you. They yeah. eat that little girl in yeah. the opening to Lost World. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, you see but some of them hanging out there. The other thing that I thought is, why the fuck weren't the clones this efficient with, like, Cad Bane when he was attacking the Senate? Like, they're pulling out all the stops for Ahsoka yeah. when we've seen them, like, not be nearly this efficient in the past. Well, my theory with that whole thing was, like, Palpatine wanted him of to course. do certain things. Like, yeah. Palpatine's pulling strings. Like, yeah. he's probably behind this fucking thing, too. Like, he's probably doing something with Barry. I don't fucking know. Palpatine, I just assume anything that goes awry is Palpatine just well, fucking with shit. Tarkin said earlier in the episode he never does anything without a strategy. Yeah, and I think Tarkin's in on it. I think that we're going to find out, hopefully, but I think there's like a shit ton of people in on this. Because um, I, I don't know how Barriss Offee would get in there to kill Letta. Like, I don't know. This place is fucking locked down. I mean, they put Watt Tambor in here, okay? <laughs> the bell pepper himself. Oh, I want to grill him up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if we could grill up a Watt Tambor on the grill great. and just put a little seasoning get on there? This, and... Get that scarring on the outside Ooh. to oh, that skin. Oh, yeah, a little crunch. Crunch. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so Ahsoka ends up coming to the end of this tunnel system straight out of fucking Fugitive. And it's this huge drop into what appears to be like the lower levels of Coruscant. We yeah. love our lower levels. Yep. Lots of Athorians down there. Tons vibing. of Absolutely vibing. It is lousy vibing. with Athorians down there. Yeah, it's fucking great. Lots of bars with funky jizz music. <laughs> and it's great down there. I think, And Ahsoka's done well down there. With Plo went down there. Yep. So Ahsoka's familiar with the lower level. It is so cool. It's it's We've seen it before, but it's a huge hole. Yeah, the one scene that really stands out to me is the episode where Ahsoka is with Plo, and they yeah. have to go down there and investigate things. And you see like the whole process of going down to these lower levels. And it is a giant elevator shaft where ships yes. are just slowly going down. Yeah, and then encircling it is just like the city the under levels of the city the yeah. cd underworld it's very cool um so yeah ahsoka comes to the end of this tunnel system it drops into the lower levels and it's at this point that she's kind of standing there like what do i do here anakin catches up and it's going to be our last clip of the episode ahsoka what are you doing you didn't even try to come and help me they wouldn't let me in to talk to you you could have if you tried how would that look ahsoka huh forcing my way in would have made you look even more guilty I'm not guilty! We have to prove you're innocent. The only way we can do that is by going back. I don't know who to trust. Listen, I would never let anyone hurt you, Ahsoka. Never. But you need to come back and make your case to the Council. No. I'm not going to take the fall for something I didn't do! I am ordering you to put down your lightsaber and come with me. Now! Trust me. I do trust you, but you know as well as I do that no one else will believe me. 
Anakin, you have to trust me now. Ahsoka, I do trust you. I know you do. Wish me luck. I'm gonna cut it off there. Um, so yeah, she jumps down onto like a transport, big transport ship that's going into the lower levels. Anakin, I mean, if she can make that jump, Anakin can make the jump too. He just chooses. I don't think Anakin wants to catch yeah, her. Yeah. Um, Two things about that scene too. Again, we keep harping on the fact that the animation's so good, but they've like stepped it up in animating like the emotion on Ahsoka's face yeah. and Anakin's face in that. And also, fucking huge shout out to Matt Lanter who voices Anakin. Yes, killing it in this episode. Yes, absolutely destroying it. And the other thing that I just noted is Anakin, like, the way that he's pleading with her, like, the only way that we can do this yeah. is going, coming back. Like, I thought it was so interesting that Anakin, at this point, is putting all of his faith in the system. Yeah. He's putting all of his faith into the Jedi and the fact that their system will prevail if she just comes back with him. You know what we call that? That's a sheeple. <laughs> I bet Anakin. But was... it's just—it's interesting that Anakin is the one pleading with her to like come back. The, like the the system will prevail. Yeah. If you just come back with me. No, I mean Anakin for all of his shit. Um, I I think it, we talked about it earlier. His just willingness to just go with the company line whenever it's like a military thing, like yeah. whenever. You know, just like, you know. He still has faith in the Order. Yeah, he does. At this point, at He least. craves it. He craves it. But I, I don't understand why he can't give the same respect to the Jedi. I mean, outside of Padme, yeah. you know? Yep. I mean, if that's the only thing, that makes sense. But I swear, Anakin should have just, like, he should have just started, like, an insurance agency or something. Yeah. Like, he should have just been a State Farm agent. Yep. And Anakin would have been much happier for it. And the galaxy would have been much better off. <laughs> if Anakin married Padme, just start a state farm, you know, work it on the side or something like that, stay home with the kids while Padme, you know, like does the politician thing. It could have been such a peaceful galaxy. Obi-Wan could come over for dinner every week. Uncle Obi-Wan? Uncle Obi-Wan. Uncle Ben. It would have been so nice. Uncle Ben. He Uncle brings ben. rice. He brings rice. Uncle, we talked about <laughs> Uncle Ben's rice on the last episode. That's what they should change the picture if it's so offensive. It's, they should just change it to a picture of you and McGregor. God, they're missing out. Yeah. This is a golden opportunity. I'm going to make that meme. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post that before this episode. This is going to be great. Oh, Uncle Ben's rice. <laughs> yeah, chapata. Okay, uh, but that's the episode. So Ahsoka jumps down into this transport ship. And credits she's, roll. She's on the run. She's a fugitive. She's a fugitive. Credits roll. What does IMDb give this one? The Jedi who knew too much. Ooh, what an episode. IMDb is giving the Jedi who knew too much a 9.2. Damn. Okay. So not quite the 9.7 that we got uh, for the lawless. Yep. But this is a, this is a big and noticeable spike up from the last episode, yeah. too. Um, this, I mean, this arc went fucking from zero to sixty on this one. It is nuts how the first episode of this arc was like such a just a kind of a just an average myth. Well, it could have just closed out on its own, but then they were like, "Oh no, 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 we're building on this." Yeah, it's a good thing they did because that that episode didn't have much legs. No, uh, this one really. 
I would, you know, it'll be interesting just when I rewatch because I will rewatch the show. Yeah, it'll be interesting how I feel about that episode the next time around, right. knowing what comes. Uh, maybe I'll look at it in a little bit better light. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not giving it a ten. This is not the lawless. I'm sorry, it's not. Um, but I mean, the animation alone on the chasing gets this an eight. So let's go from there. That's our starting point is an eight. It, you can't give it any lower because it is so well animated. It might be the best. It's the best thing animated. we've seen in Clone Wars. It's between this and when the giant blast doors open on Sundari and Obi-Wan's yeah, yeah. like, what the fuck is <laughs> going on? And it's just craziness, madness, civil war. Um, Mandalore. Sundari, Mandalore. Sundari's oh, the Sundari. capital of Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm an expert, okay? <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I have a girlfriend <laughs> there, me. if you didn't know. Okay. Um, I had a girlfriend there. <laughs> fucking guy doesn't have a dick or a fucking butthole piece of shit. Um, the voice acting is fucking amazing in this episode. Uh, Commander Fox, very cool. Um, I'm gonna give it a n- no. Uh, I want to say some more things about it. Um, it's fucking awesome how this episode started as just kind of like this dialogue written thing. You're like, where is this going? And then it turns into just like probably one of the most enjoyable action episodes yeah. thus far. Yep. Um, and, and once again, Matt Lanter, massive shout out. I think this is the best we've seen Anakin portrayed. Yes. In this entire series. I am going to give it a 9.5. Damn right you are, because yeah. I'm giving it a 9.5 too. <laughs> I was about to do a 9, then I was like, nah, let's give it a 9.5. This episode is so fucking good. It was awesome. 9.5. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And this is great, too, because, you know, I was all prepared for just the full letdown arc. Yep. Because, you know, I talked about it at the end of Lost. So I'm like, we're going to get a turd. And then I was kind of right. Yep. And then this just totally redeemed the whole fucking thing. After we ended recording last night, I looked at you and I said, I'm so sorry because it was getting to be a little late. You go to watch it. You wanted to wrap things up. And I said, I have to watch the next episode yeah. with you. This I'm digging this arc now. It is this episode is so good. It is such a turning point. Yeah. It's just even like just the shots of like the temple right after the funeral. That yeah. cinematic shot where we had fucking Kiati Mundi. What brings you to you know that many times? Uh, the wild women just the talking up Ayla Sakura. Yeah. Ripping in the terrace. Uh, well, in, in the, the shot, like the way that the camera is moving during Yoda's eulogy too. It's amazing. And the and voice the beams acting, of, the beams of light. Yeah. Like, the whole fucking thing is so big. It's just a big episode. It has a completely different feel. It really does. I mean, the only... Th- it has its un- it has a unique feel, but but it's one of the episodes that takes me out of the episode, and I feel like I'm watching a movie. Yes. Yep. I think ARC Troopers did that. Lawless did that. Um, some of the Ryloth stuff kind of did that for me. Ryloth was on a smaller scale when we look back on yeah. it, though. Geonosis on a smaller scale. But yeah, I mean, it was just fucking great. This so. is in the upper echelon. Yeah, of this episodes. is definitely, I think, a top five episode so far. Yep. Fucking amazing. Obviously, I give it a 9.5. But yeah, I mean, um, the fact that we saw Lawless two episodes going now, this, like, that's some pretty good shit. Yeah. Following you. So I'm very excited for the next episode. So uh, a couple of 9.5s. Always look on the light side of life. <laughs> Chibata. Chibata bread. Okay, this was a Chibata bread of an episode. Um, 
my light side moment i think you know i just kind of waxed on and on about it but the fucking the cinematics of the fucking animation are just flawless yeah it's just it's the best looking episode it's fucking so pure top to bottom the whole fucking thing like the the funeral just the the scene where they're walking and talking with Tarkin after that and just the, some of the shots that they got it like that you feel like the grandeur of the temple yes. the, it feels so regal the external establishing shots yes. are it's it's like what they started to do with Rogue One when they like would introduce a new god. planet. I'm watching Rogue One tonight now. God, it's oh god, just the overview when you get to Jedi the when first they, time you see the tipped over Jedi statue. They started so big, they man. started doing that shit where they yeah. it's like it's a new planet. We're gonna give you like a title card with yeah. the name of the planet and just like a sweeping yeah. shot. And the prison itself like is just so well designed. And when Ahsoka pulls up in her in her uh, in her speeder where she's going to check in on uh, Letta. And to go interview or whatever and interrogate her. Um, just when we think about the prisons that we've seen before, and now we see this, this is just so much more impressive. And then the plaza stuff too, with like the giant statues and that big weird wall. It's so unique. The other thing too, in the assembly area, like where all of the ships and the the uh, juggernauts are like driving. Yeah. There's a giant republic symbol in like. You have to remind yourself that it's a that republic it's the, symbol. That it's a I was like, is that symbol. an imperial symbol? Because it, it they're felt like they're that. very similar. Yeah, but it's just it's it's beautiful the way that yeah. they like put that there. The art, yeah, just so you can realize like, oh, this still is the republic, and it's yeah. gone this far south. Like, everybody at Lucasfilm that worked on this episode fucking did like their best work. Yes, it was incredible. It's a masterpiece. Yeah, what's your light side? Uh, I just uh, similarly I that entire chase scene yeah. and the way that Ahsoka was dodging and deflecting with her lightsabers yeah. and jumping around and even in the animation on the stun shots yeah was insane now I think the Bad Batch that, like we saw stun shots in Bad Batch but they hit every single yeah, time because yeah. they got no Jedi the way that these stun shots like evaporate it's cool it's so cool it looks like the magics <laughs> doesn't it look like the magics yeah, evaporating yeah um Oh my god! Like, I can't say enough about like the last half of yeah. this episode. And I, you know, t- thinking back, I think at one point I've mentioned before I hate chase scenes. I generally yeah, think yeah. they're just like a waste of time, and I'm like, okay, I get it. This one, I was not bored. It's every second of it keeps you like enthralled. Yes, like this is a well done chase scene. Yeah, but I've seen plenty of chase scenes where I'm just like, okay, like mm-hmm. five minutes is too much of this. Yeah. Not this one. I, I could have watched this fucking whole time. I know. I know. It was fucking great. All righty. If you only knew the power of the dark All right. Dark side moment of the episode. I'm going to go with Tarkin and poor Lettuce Hat. <laughs> like, you took the hat from the corpse, and then you use it as some sort of, like, power play maneuver, like, to try to be intimidating. <laughs> like, Tarkin's an intimidating bad dude this one made no sense to me if he walked in i'd be like why are you carrying around gallagher's fucking hat i want to see the closed circuit footage of the clone trooper that has to go over and just pick up the hat later after they yeah. leave. or do they just leave it there for ahsoka <laughs> to think about what she's done i don't <laughs> yeah. know but yeah just tarkin's hat maneuver i yeah. just fuck you buddy yeah what's yours uh i went with the fact that thinking about these clones that we've grown to love like behind the scenes that's like oh shit this is what they're turning into yeah and we get a lot more of that in the bad batch yeah um but yeah just like especially the way that they're interacting with anakin was like 
holy shit like these guys have they're they're breaking bad yeah they are i mean i don't know but also i think it also spec uh speaks to just the um the uniqueness of the clones and this is something that goes back to like when we first started doing this like are we going to see uniqueness out of these clones yeah, yeah. Also, and yeah we have like just the, the the dynamics between a rex and a fox they've seen different things and they've grown to be different people yeah like they're very unique like, it is it, rex is not quick to judge a he's like she wouldn't do this well, and granted, he knows her, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, Rex is a lot more pragmatic about things, and Rex, like, wants to think things through, whereas Fox is very dogmatic and, like... Well, it's... it's This episode is a perfect example. It It is demonstrating perfectly that the clones are loyal to the Republic and the Chancellor, yes. not loyal to the Jedi. Yes. And for the longest time, the Jedi and the Republic have been the same entity. Yeah. And this is just the beginning of that split. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we know, in the end, they're literally just one hollow call from Palps from just off and Jedi. Yep. But, um, yeah, it's, it, yeah, very interesting stuff. Oh, God, this was cheap a- butter. Speaking of cheap butter, <laughs> we got Rex. Yeah, we did. Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah. You gotta get it up. Chee! Butter! They discuss cancel culture. They discuss... I'm being canceled. I'm being canceled. I have to call Dennis Prager. We're gonna get on here and talk about cancel culture. Mandate cancel culture. Get it on. Okay. <laughs> Chibata Bread, dark horse hero of the episode. Um, I'm gonna go with Pyramid Astromech. <laughs> Does the spin and his friend Bug-Eyed. Bug-Eyed seemed like a dick, but Pyramid Astromech's just a well-natured little astromech. I love those Bug-Eyed protocol droids. They're funky-looking like dudes. Forlom. Yeah, Forlom. Yeah, there he is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we got a Black Series, baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, see, so yeah, I'm going to go with Pyramid Astromech. Who do you got? Uh, the namesake, I'm going with Rex. The way that he was stuck up for Ahsoka next to Fox yeah. just made me multiple times be like, Go! Yes. Rex! I, d- I will say, though, Rex did not clarify on his page to don't kill her. No, he didn't. He was just like, she's armed and dangerous. And, and I was like, Rex, say, you gotta say don't kill her. He didn't her. say she killed three clones. Yeah. So. Ah, Rex. Rex playing Rex playing both ends of things. He's, I can't help it. Yeah, I just love him so judge, much. Judge, jury, and executioner Rex, apparently. Okay. Speaking up for her? He's like, I know her. She wouldn't do this. I love Rex. God, he's cool. We need... We, God damn, we need some Cody. Give me I some know. Cody. We need more build-out on Cody. We really do. I hope Kenobi series deals with some Cody. So do I. We want some Cody. Yeah, yeah. Hey, now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All right. All-star of the episode. Um... Fuck, dude. I'm I'm just gonna give it to the Lucasfilm team. I I once it's kind of going back to my light side, but it just the whole episode felt very grand. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Storyline wise, probably not as strong as the Lawless. Um, but I mean, the voice acting was superb, and just the just the scenery and the this cinematics, is, just incredible. This is the thing where it was like this. Twenty minutes makes me like people that are like just discount this entire series. It's like what is oh that it's a cartoon, it's a kids show. It's like, no, you don't understand the the grandness that happens in this show. It was something. Yeah. It was a very good episode. It's incredible. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to go with the Lucasfilm team on this one. Okay. All-star for me. I'm going to go with uh, 
I'm going to go with your dark side, Alex. I'm going with dark side 3PO and dark side R2. There you go. They're great. Yeah. Great little add-ons, little Easter eggs. Only fair that an astromech gets all-star. Yeah, that's fair. I dig. I love the droids. I dig. I test. <laughs> but they dig. They they test. All righty. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. <laughs> I'm a model. You know what I mean? Ooh. Ooh. I should put another O in there. Oh. Oh. Okay. Good hood. Now, a lot of stuff was looking hot in this one. <laughs> but who was looking the hot test? All right. Um, I'm going to go with Commander Fox. Really good. Really good look off Commander Fox. That Very sharp. Red. That red is a deep red. That out of all the black series that you've just shown up with, like, look what I got. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. When Adam gets here, he's got his little backpack. He's like a fucking kid. Supplied by Wade, by the way. Oh, the Wade pack. Yeah, the yeah. Wade pack. Yeah, Wade is a very generous uh, clone Casanova. Um, but yeah, Adam shows up and he pops open the bag. I would say every other record. Yeah, yeah. Adam shows up and he opens the piece. Go, oh, you got to see this. That that Rex, I'm uh, not Rex. That Fox Black series, incredible. Yeah, it's a good look. It's, it's a, a cool looking thing. Yeah, like Fox. I, like I've said, I think uh, I, I'm a big Cody guy. I'm also a big Rex guy. Uh, looks wise though, Fox gives him a run for their Fox money. Fox is dripped out. Yeah, he is looking real hot. Oh, he's swagged up. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with our new favorite, Clone Commander Hound. Hound! Yeah, he's got that cool fucking uh, little uh, yeah, like mask thing or whatever the fuck we want to call this. Yeah, and he's not an ARC trooper. He's a ARF trooper. An ARF? Are you an, fucking kidding me? An ARF trooper. Are you kidding me? An advanced recon force scout trooper. Okay. Can I say something about the ARF troopers? Why are they running with the dogs? Why don't they let the dogs loose? <laughs> I know. Well, that's the thing that was nuts is the dog spotted Ahsoka and was barking at her and Hound was like, yeah. come on. Yeah. And then, but then when they give chase and they're chasing Ahsoka, like the dogs can run faster than you. So why are you keeping it on the leash? Yeah. The point of having the hounds is to catch up to them. Unhook those guys. Let yeah. those babies fly free. Very strange. I was like, you're slowing these hounds down. You're defeating the purpose. These ARF troopers need some more training. Uh, ARF. <laughs> That's I fucking feed great. them hounds. I feed them hounds. <laughs> Do we have a... Who are you? We don't. Do we have a... No, we don't have one of those. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. Why wasn't Chewbacca at the oh, funeral? Get Chewbacca in the Coruscant. Episode. I want to see Chewbacca on Coruscant. That'd be fun. Yeah. Just random Wookiee at a Jedi funeral. <laughs> What's that guy doing here? I don't know. He's cool. <laughs> All right. What do we got for tagline on this one? For the Jedi who knew too much, we have courage begins by trusting oneself. Ah. And you said we're going to see Ahsoka going against the council because she sees something is wrong here, uh, but they are being blind to it. Uh, you also said that she is going to trust herself and go against the council in the next episode. Uh, and then you expounded upon the spoiler that you saw and said that we're going to see Barris in the next app. Uh, we're going to see Barris betray Ahsoka. This is the Barris Jedi arc. Uh, she's in league with Russo. And yeah, I, think, I still think Russo is a bad guy. You theorize that Russo is programmed by Barris. Yeah, Russo is like Barris's fucking lackey. Oh, yeah. We'll see. 
I don't know. It remains. I was to be close. Seen. I was close on some of yeah, these. I yeah. mean, she. I wouldn't say she went against the council. It's not like they were ordering around yeah, to yeah. do anything, but she she definitely like had some questions. Like this doesn't seem right. I so, guarantee the council didn't want her to jump down that hole. Yeah, they they would have preferred for her to surrender and just uh, stand trial. Uh, you know, by a jury of her peers. Okay, uh, what do we got for tagline on the next one? Next episode, we have never become desperate enough to trust the untrustworthy. Oh shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, I know that Barris is the baddie, so Ahsoka is going to get a helping hand while she's traversing the lower levels of Coruscant, and that helping hand is going to be Barris Offy. But Barris is actually going to be leading her down a very destructive path. God, I wish you hadn't seen that spoiler. You should. I'm telling you, you should just let me watch the rest of the arc right away. Uh, and we're almost to the end of it anyway, so uh, that would be the third episode of this arc. So what's the next episode? Next episode's title is To Catch a Jedi, Season 5, Episode 19. All right. To Catch a Jedi, Season 5, Episode 19. This is crazy. This is uh, Thursday night. This is coming on Monday. Every now and then we get a little yeah, ahead yeah. of ourselves. Yeah, going to jump um, on it. Yep. So this will be coming out Monday, so you will hear that episode on Thursday. So we will see you for To Catch a Jedi. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us hey, all baby, of your Santa lists. Yeah, we want the Santa lists. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at clonecastpod. Yeah, give us a follow on TikTok. Yeah, you're starting to post on there more. Yeah, Devin's the only one. Get on, get on TikTok. Twin Sons just joined. We're having a grand old time on there. The Discord. The Discord. Not that, TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll see you next time for To Catch a Jedi. Until then, may the Grizzer be with you. Frazier has left the building. Never hear the tragedy of Crispin's day. <laughs>